Let the chaos reign. Chaos reign presents judge, jury, and executioner. The year round up. Charles Faulkner Jr. Broadcast December 19th, 2019. Enjoy. Solutions hosted by Tyrone Thompson at TalkRealSolutions.com are the views of Tyrone Thompson and do not reflect the views of TalkRealSolutions.com, YouTube, or etc. The content here belongs to Talk Real Solutions and its many contributors. Views and opinions expressed by all contributors belong to them and not TalkRealSolutions.com or Tyrone Thompson, the host, or etc. All data and information provided on the site is for informational purposes only. Talk Real Solutions makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, correctness, suitability, or validity of any information on this site and will not be liable for any errors, omissions, or delays in this information or any losses, injuries, or damages arising from its display or use. All information is provided on an as-is basis. In the world where there's crime, corruption, violence, rape, murder, death, and all forms of atrocities that plague the world in which we live in today. What you're witnessing, we are living in a state of chaos, a return of much extremer chaos to restore the order in which the world we live in today. Good evening, black people. This is chaos here. And tonight... <laughs> As you know from the title, and we wind it down to end 2019 and eventually going into 2020. But before I give you the title for tonight's show, 
I would like everybody to go to TalkRealSolutions.com. On TalkRealSolutions.com, you'll see the three-point plan for the black empowerment, black achievement. And under the three-point plan, you will see a list of black established-owned banks located here in the United States of America. There is roughly close to 30 banks that is black-owned that's still running operational. Last my check. And you could, um, if you already have a bank account from your local bank, it wouldn't hurt to invest your money into another black or a black established bank near you. And on the website, it provides where these banks are located. So for more further information, go to talkrealsearch.com. Um, also on talkrealsearch.com, you'll see a list of um, – I guess, articles of current events, a bunch of stuff that deals with politics, including, you know, we hear things like the impeachment process of one of our presidents to any um, serious events dealing with travesty or all types of things that people should be brought. That's also on the website on talkresource.com. Also on the website, we have a donation tab where you could donate as little as Five dollars or greater. So don't be a hesitant and you know, you know, donate to the show. You know, keep the lights running. Also, you'll know that we are broadcast seven days to roughly six to days a week. And in that, um, we also look for other people that, let's say, want to host and create a show here on TalkLosers.com. I feel, you know, doing this now for, I would say now, almost four years. And since I mentioned this, talking about this now, it is actually now the fourth year since i actually been doing shows in the form of podcasting now four years of this month of December. And I remember back in memory lane when I was, timid to even think, say, you know, why about I go do radio show or, you know, you know, what they call it, on blog shows like that. There's nothing really in it. There's nothing really good about it. And I always contemplate doing it because everybody knows when you put your voice on the airway, you can be put through a lot of things, either scrutiny or question about the information put on the table for, let's say, hundreds of thousands of people or potentially millions of people hearing you throughout the internet in a form of podcasting. And now I reflected back four years now into this. I have grown a lot. I have learned a lot, and I'm still learning because, you know, to find that sense of a voice and niche into this digital space or what we call the podcast world, it is a journey. Is there a perfect journey? But a journey nonetheless that I've chosen to take, you know, now, how far I take this journey move forward now that this is the fourth year, only time will tell. Um, one thing I did learn by doing this now, it made me also explore going through the same route doing YouTube and content on YouTube now. And I, I'm actually kind of grateful with Talk for Us. I can't really see nothing really too negative. I have my issues with the show. Throughout the years I've been doing this, I took a break from it. 
I think um, three years ago, even with the crowd that's on here, whether good or bad or niggerish, for lack of better words, but I kind of sucked it up and kept going through and keep straight on without no um, hesitation. So, you know, I'm grateful, you know. Um, I think one thing that I, I could take out is that I learned to, you know, to exert myself and put out the message that I feel is appropriate, whether good or bad, and deal with the backlash like anybody else. Because you can't be scrutinized for your own voice and your opinions through airways. Everybody's always looking for something that is comfortable. More than just they're looking for a yes person, but they want comfort. They want to hear things that will make them feel good and happy and comfortable. They don't want to deal with the honest truth and reality. And this is what I can learn out of the four years I've been doing this, that people love the lie. And if there is a truth into lie, they're not going to figure it out because the truth is embedded deep underneath. The lie gets pushed more than anything else. And this is something that's been created and put out for our decades. And this was really shown during the times of World War II in regards to the Nazi wars with Hitler and them. They found a way psychologically to control people by spreading what we call what's been always in existence, propaganda. But it's a little bit more twist with propaganda. There's a little, there was a lie put into it. So if you keep telling a lie long enough, it becomes truth. And that's one thing that I could say I could learn out of everything else. And I want y'all to learn this as well. So moving forward ahead, you know, it's more things to come. The one thing I'm hoping to do now we're in 2020 is to bring more people that wrote books and we just have discussion about, you know, the information itself. That I'm hoping to do with 2020, do a little bit more. Besides having the guest that comes on here, um, I will try to do more of that in this new decade we're in now. And that's that will probably be the goal going through 2020 at least. So I'll try to make that happen. It will not be easy, and I find it's going to be very difficult moving forward because I feel with this platform, you know, whether it's big or small and everything, I mean, people can be intimidated coming on here and we have these discussions, but I know it's challenging, but it's not something I will run away from, from it. I will embrace it, and I will take on the challenge to bring more different people on here to talk about the issues. So that's what I'm trying to probably do moving forward. I will see what happens. But on that, you know, say this is the you know fourth year now, and you know a lot of people have taken pleas about this. But, but you know, on to the show. That's about me. So, oh, what's up, Vonda? That's good. Tonight's stream. This is titled "Chaos Ray Presents Judge, Jury, and." Executioner, year roundup, with no other than Charles Faulkner Jr. So I'd like to welcome back on TRS Talk with Solutions, Charles Faulkner Jr. Charles, you there? Can you hear me? Woo, what's up? What's up? What's up? Woo. 
Mr. The, the man of Baltimore, Maryland, the one that protects the streets and educates and influences our community and better our black boys. Um, you got some people who don't think that. Some yeah. people from from people from a certain order, if you say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some people but, who consider masculinity, but mm-hmm. do very feminine, shady things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, before we go into Charles, um, how can I say this? Now that we're leaving one decade and we're heading into a brand new decade, for this wrap-up, and the floor is from yours, what do you see now and what is to come ahead? What do I see now? Yeah. I like the quote, Lord Barris from Dragon Ball Super, before creation must come destruction. See, mm-hmm. you must destroy the Pope's talking points, the stuff that makes us go roundabout in conversations. Start to converse with not only authority, both intellect and empathy. Not everybody who's for you is your friend. Not everybody who's against you is your enemy. I think that we should move forward with what works and leave behind what doesn't. We should start having men who can actually stand up straight, not afraid to be real men, even if that means that man has to walk at the beat of his drum with his own thought. As long as he's progressing through positive endeavors, you have my blessings. What we won't do is talk about strags. What we won't talk about is female fuckery. Because female fuckery is just like male fuckery. It's always going to be there. You avoid it. You learn it, you counter it, or you just avoid it. What's going to be said is the truth, regardless if anybody likes it, man, woman, or child, regardless who who can ever debunk it. If you can't debunk it, don't speak on it. What we're not going to do is to go into pills without actually knowing what those pills truly mean. We're going to actually capture the essence of each story, each lesson, each conversation, and actually eat from the fruit of knowledge instead of the junk food of ignorance and degradation. What we're going to do is going to move forward and never backwards. We're not going to build cliques. We're going to build organizations. We're not going to go off of favoritism. We're going to go off of people who can actually get the job done. Makes sense, right, Chaos? Exactly. Yes. (laughs) 
We're not going to deal with the most popular. We're going to deal with the most capable. We're not going to have lesser men speak on the behalf of men greater than them. We're not going to be asked to pick a side by somebody who can't even side and decide what they can do with their lives. A kept man waiting on the hands and foot of a woman cannot tell what a real man is supposed to do. You feel me? Mm-hmm. 400-pound men should never say somebody's built funny when the only reason you're red pill is because you're walking woman repellent. Mm-hmm. And you suffer from stage three cancer of pray to gay away. Mm-hmm. See, you got to understand, a man who actually did some things in their life, well-traveled, a little bit worldly, doesn't have to worry about women. Like I said before, how does a, how does a man deal with an uncooperative, unsubmissive woman? He doesn't. Mm-hmm. As soon as you see disrespect, you leave. You don't deal with it anymore. You're a goddamn fool if you deal with a disrespect. How does she? How does a woman deal with an uncapable man? She doesn't. Not a capable man. She doesn't. Mm-hmm. The incapable be proper. <coughs> she doesn't. You don't have children by a person who's not a stable man. We don't go back into stupid talking points just to beat it around the bush once more. I said it once and I'll say it again. There's too many people in the black community beating their chest like the King Kong. And once you pull back the pages, you realize they're only curious George. Mm-hmm. When you peel back the real life, what we're going to do, we're not only going to deal with chaos because chaos is a part of order. Right. Without chaos, right. you wouldn't have order. Without order, you wouldn't have chaos. And sometimes you need one, and sometimes you need the other. See, you've got groups out there in YouTube, especially the black sector, who speak on that they help men. They help young boys. But yet, you ask them to show receipts. They're going to come empty-handed in the pocket. But yet, they're teaching young men who never went out there to date incel behavior. Mm-hmm. Sometimes part of life is to deal with difficulties so you can become more experienced of how to deal with them later on in life. How the hell are you going to teach a 19, 20-year-old, well, I'm avoid women altogether. So he could be in his 30s and 40s dealing with women, making mistakes he made as, that he should have made as a teenager, where there was less, less consequences and repercussions then. Are we going to talk about how men actually changed the world? Or are we going to talk about how men just sit at a damn desk and just spew their shit all day? Mm-hmm. You know, whatever happened to loyalty? 
whatever happened to honor? You know, there was a certain guy who made a a video comment, and off, I'm becoming of an officer and a gentleman. How the hell can you judge me off of something you could never obtain? Mm-hmm. You sit around being angry for what? When most of the anger is not even anger at all. When you come to find out, it's just frustration. Because you know, you understand people. People maximize their mediocrity. And they try to stand on their word, which they go against every six months, whoever the popular notion is. How can you go from black, how can you go from an army to blackness to masculinity when all you're doing is chasing the popular dollar? Officer Foster may be an asshole. He may be many things. But when have I ever went back on my word, Chaos? Not one time yet. When have I not debunked men just as quick as I would debunk a feminist? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I do not break for bullshit. If there's a woman with some good damn sense and some logic speaking, hey, we listen to her. If there's some, if there's a man doing the same, we listen to him. There's no difference. I'm not a respecter person. But yet, you got these guys, such as BJ Onyx, who tells me, I don't respect you. Who the fuck asked you for your respect? I didn't. Fuck you and your respect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The problem is you don't even respect yourself to get your body in shape. To say that I'm Bill Funny, dude, you couldn't pass a goddamn piss test. You're a 400 pound guy talking about you, teddy bear, this grizzly bear. Look, Winnie the Pooh. Number one. Never wear white when you're that big. You look like a gallon of milk. Number two, (laughs) you cannot complain about women because you cannot get them. When we're on the street, you're probably not even attracted to them. See, the fact of the matter is, I noticed this in life, that people try to knock a peg of greater people than them. You know how back in the 90s, like there were people who just hated the Bulls because they had a dynasty? Yeah. You ever notice how apparently with my Ravens, like Lamar Jackson, all these people said, oh, he should, he should be a running back instead of a quarterback. And what has he done this season? Pretty much I actually, actually, from last time, I'm not a football person, but what I'm hearing – this man has broken numbers right now as a player, exactly. as, as, as a quarterback. Much, pretty much an MVP, almost pretty much revolution, revolution the game, revolutionizing the game. See, when you hate on a motherfucker, that could do two things. That could be a self-fulfilling prophecy or it could be motivation. Mm-hmm. And when 
all these people wanted to big up Officer Falk to come into their panels, but because you choose to side with an idiot named Grinch, who is not even man enough to settle his issues with people directly. When you want to rudely say I should take my service pistol and kill myself because of my association with Sue and Gray when it comes to the Gray Falker Initiative, that shows how idiotic and juvenile you truly are. And that, my friend, I cannot support nor condone anybody who's as stupid as that. Mm-hmm. You, you, so if I have a business venture with somebody and we both have intellectual properties invested in it, I should give it up just to please you? That's not masculinity, is it? Nope. You cry about masculinity, but my dude, the most masculine thing you can do is take care of your child. Why did you abandon yours? My son stays with me. I've taken on the responsibility. I take care of what I create. But yet, you make these books, you preach all this gospel of masculinity, but you're not only derelict, but you're you're, you're pretty much spewing out heresy. Mm Mm-hmm. You can't even live up to what the fuck you say. Uh, and you got these jackasses talking about unbecoming of a judge. You're just unbecoming of men, period. You got motherfuckers who, who, who are just fucking failures in life. Criticizing greater men. Oh, you get flowers. You gave flowers to women. And this is the reason why you lost yours to a petty officer? Mm-hmm. But you want to hold some Asian prostitute like she's the second coming of Christ. Don't even know what she does with other men, but she's, your, she's the love of your life. <laughs> you could call me many things, but a sucker I am not. See, this is the funny thing, and I'm going to teach people military science. Never turn against people who know all your deepest, darkest secrets. Be very weary of them. You feel me, Chaos? Because that's that's pretty much Mm self-sabotage. Suicide, too. It's pretty much sabotage. You got you literally had angry man question my integrity on a video because I spazzed out on fucking on 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 Kendra's panel, but yet do you correct your boy when he says uncouth shit to grown men? 
Mm-hmm. Hell, many a times you come to his goddamn defense, like he's the like he's the special needs kid in school. <laughs> so that makes me question you. You you condone this shit? Why does it remind you of you and your youth? Mm-hmm. But yet, you want to preach masculinity. I thought the most masculine thing you could do is when the crowd says yes, you say no and stand on your own two damn feet, ten toes down to the ground. Mm-hmm. Yep. You don't go to the popular view, especially if the popular view is wrong. Mm-hmm. See, I can work with people I don't like on a personal level, and I could be a because I'm a pro. I pride myself so, off of being a pro. So, so am I. I can work with people that I don't like either. And the, and the funny thing, I don't want to cut you for a second. It's a rare skill to find. It's a rare skill to find anybody that could deal with people that they don't like and still get the job done. Everyone knows that? Yeah, it's the bottom line. The mission needs to carry you on. Regardless of your thoughts, regardless of your feelings, regardless of what you think, the mission has to be carried on. Have you ever noticed everybody in the masculine order that left, it started out because of Grinch? Yeah, sorry, I noticed this. I don't know. There's actually a lot of great people that have minds. And that's you know, the key. Left. And if you ever thought about it, it's the most accomplished people who were the the diehard A one day ones. Mhm. Left because of him. Yep. Mhm. The people who supported you and donated thousands of dollars, hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars, for some maybe even more. Left because of because of the jacket. How much do you owe this nigga? Is the question. Mhm. Because the only way you can do idiocy is if something if somebody got something on you. Mhm. That's the whole that's the whole gist of the matter that I've noticed about it. That's the whole gist of it. Mhm. Because as cool as you and I are, and the personal phone conversations we have. If you were about fuckery, I can't condone that. And I'm pretty sure if I was on the same way, you wouldn't do the same either. Mm-hmm. But yet, we have a group of people who maximizes in the fuckery and disguise it as positivity. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want to pick a side, and I ask you, don't make me, don't put me in your bullshit. Yeah. If Cerulean can respect my wishes like a man, why couldn't y'all? But because you got that one motherfucker get his panties in a bunch when it's fucking period. Oh, you need to do this. You need to do that. Dude. Well, you, man, you, you. <laughs> You signed with a dude who, who who put my military life out there. 
motherfucker, your military record is public knowledge. Unless you have a fucking secret clearance, your shit is a public knowledge. So, so Charles, can I stop you there for a second? So let's say if I want to know of a certain person that's honor or design discharge, I could find the information pretty easy. You can find it. If okay. you're an employee, it's going to pop up. Because if you have a discharge, if you have an honorable, general, other than honorable, or dishonorable, it's going to pick up. Mm, I see. So dishonorable discharge is like a felony. In some ways, it may even be worse. Actually, it's worse because it, it, it jeopardizes the, the country. That's why no, yeah. anybody that goes to the military, any branch of it, that's one for the And they tell you right then that you don't want to get no discharge because this is worse than just any failing. This will make you yeah. unsuitable for the American public, general public. Yeah. Because now yes, they say you, you did something that could jeopardize the integrity of this country. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, let's, let's break that down for a minute, Chaos. Yeah, please. You, break got, it down. You, got, you got your Google up and running. What's the definition yeah. of um, all right, let me, let me, um, give me a second, people. I'm on my computer now to get my reading glasses. Okay, let me go to Google. All right, I'm on Google right now. What's the definition of honor? All right, honor. Okay, it says here, um, uh, number one, high respect, great esteem the potential hang in the place of honor, similar, distinct, privilege, glory, tribute, kudos, catch. Number two, adherence to what is right or to a conventional standard of conduct. I must, as a matter of honor, avoid any taints of dishonesty. Going down. So, so let's, let's go back to the second, second definition. Read it again, please. Appearance to what is right or to a conventional standard of conduct. So, if a man does not want to be involved in any bullshit YouTube beefs, isn't that the honorable thing to do is say, keep me out of it and stand on his own convictions? Yes. It's in your right. even if it's against the popular view. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's look up the the opposite, which is dishonor. Mm-hmm. So, um, let me see if it's there. Give me a second. Let me put in dishonor. See what happens. Yes. Dishonor is a state of shame or disgrace. Hmm. Is that clear enough? Or you want to read it, read it again? Let me read it one more time. Enemy, please. Dishonor. A state of shame or disgrace. So... If someone's embezzling federal money in the Navy, is that not disgraceful? Yeah. Is that not honorable? It's not only disgraceful, but that is what I deem federal. 
That's a federal crime. Now, see, this is the thing about being real, because you two have a lot of personalities that aren't. We agree, right? Yep. I'm I'm pretty much open with me. Happy to be open. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you all the great things of my relationship and all the fucked up shit about it. Ups, downs, my victories, my triumphs, my setbacks, and my defeats. Mm-hmm. But when you portray yourself as some dude from the hood, and what's the rule of being in the hood? Um, Not the Nothing, yeah. So the only reason your ass is not in Leavenworth now is because you you dropped dime on other motherfuckers. You got to be a snitch. Just like what we yeah, find in the hood when they say you're going to do it big time. What you got to do to avoid actual federal or criminal sentence in any state of situation, you snitch. Because when them JAG lawyers come to your ass and them, and them high officials say, we got you by the balls and we better fucking castrate you, you ass up there testifying and singing like probably Turkey Beverly and Mays. Harmonizing out that motherfucker, huh? You're not even yep. honorable to take the shit yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you want to question somebody else's. But once again, I'm not saying anything that's not out there. Mm-hmm. Talk about, and you got BJ. Oh, he always talks about his life story about helping young men. Dude, what you need to do is one, you got to understand something about him. That motherfucker so far in the closet, he's running Christmas gifts and old sweaters. (laughs) See, I'm proud of my work in the community. I'm proud of the fact that I put my foot up young men's asses to get across the stage and pass some tests to be mm-hmm. productive men and the, and the citizens. Why shouldn't I not? Why should I stop talking about that? Mm-hmm. I'm going to sit around and talk about goddamn drags all day. Mm-hmm. If I'm if I'm promoting positive men, guess what? They won't even deal with drags because they will see that a goddamn strag is below their level. Mm-hmm. If I'm helping young ladies get into fucking into sports medicine, she won't deal with a nifnon. She won't deal with a hobo second. Yeah. Because that that person will be below her level. Mm-hmm. Yes, we should talk more about that. Because you know why? Because in the black community, we are addicted to negativity. And fuckery. Fuckery as well. Fuck fuck the crack epidemic. (laughs) Negativity sent us back almost to the point of Jim Crow. Maybe even worse. Because at least in Jim Crow, we were an actual goddamn community. Mm -hmm. Now we have a bunch of Negroes who live near each other. But yet, but yet, here we go. We want to talk about shit that we talked about three years ago. Yes, I identify fuck boys and fuck girls. 
Mm-hmm. Stay away from them. And then once you see them and you identify them, it's like a minefield. You don't walk back into the motherfucker once you clear it. Mm-hmm. You don't see people. Uh, you never hear once of them say, I volunteer my time to any goddamn body. Mm-hmm. You, you never hear that shit. Yeah. How many people on YouTube actually does, does that? I don't know of any right now, to be honest with you. But one thing can I say, Charles, um, to interrupt for a second. Well, go ahead. You all, anytime what I do see on any platform, right, you do emphasize what you do do. And also, if you want to know, you can actually find showing proof pictures on not only his Facebook page, but he's a little proof. But when it comes to the other men in this sector or any spot podcast, on when they talk about things about, let's say, masculinity or some improvement, they don't really show proof what they actually do in the community for those men or boys. You know? I don't know. And, and one thing, I don't pay put too, too good because I don't really think too deep on it. But I listen to him, but when, when it goes down, say, and we have to really be honest, what do you really do? And and they could probably put criticize here on me, like even now I do this podcast and I have a channel too. But when we honestly talk about, you know, certain serious things, we had to really boil it out and be honest. What do we really do? You know? There, there are people yeah. that are talkers and they're actual doers. And if a person only sits in it only once when you put money in the end, but they're not showing proof what they're really doing, like really doing, but talk about it, it's questionable. Very questionable. Very much so. Very much so. Continue. Continue. Yeah, very questionable. So, and I'm not knocking people that they should get their money, but in regards to, say, bettering men and women, especially men, one thing we are lacking in a community as men, we're not actually walking the walk more. We are just being comfortable right now and indulge in nesting in our obsolescence. Very cool mm-hmm. and happy about this. You know what I'm saying? And complain about the women either they can get or they can't get. But no saying on the average as a man, you have to be productive in it and you have to not only some prove but yourself, but also you should be also deal with the other young men that's coming up on you. Because they, they see, once we're with children, and we don't talk, we don't be serious, is that they don't always go by what we say. They always imitate what we're really doing. Yes, sir. And we ain't doing nothing at all. Then obviously what they're going to do, they're not, they don't think it's important to do anything at all as well. Matter of fact, they're going to probably smart. cuss us out because we, we set them up for failure. Everyone want to keep 100. So that's all I'm going to say. You've you got to realize something, man. You deal with it in the black community of symptoms of phony, tough, crazy, brave. You have people out there who speak of solutions, but when you ask them, what are your plans, what are your plans of action, they get confluffled. They mm-hmm. get baffled. Mm-hmm. 
Because one thing about being a man of action and a man of character, you're living it. Yeah. Regardless if anybody else liked it, you're living it. Mm-hmm. Regardless if you got to pay a price, you're living it. When you had angry man run on the panel and say that he helped more people than I did it, <laughs> let, let, let's let's break that down, okay? Yeah, I got pretty, somebody got break down. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you can sit your fat ass at a desk and you help more people than I did because you claim you help people on the internet if you actually do. You can actually check my jacket of me helping people. Because in the words of Red Fox, the best way to get on your feet is to get off your ass. I've been on my feet for so goddamn long, they swell when it comes to helping. Like, were you there when a husband was trying to fucking choke the life out of his wife? And he had to beat the motherfucker from trying to kill this mother, trying to kill this woman. Were you there trying to resuscitate a baby? Were you there in Iraq when you were freeing fucking little girls from being sex trafficked? Remember, if you're going to say something, always have fucking receipts. Mm-hmm. Were you there in Fallujah with me rescuing Marines from being attacked? Pin down and attack. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna we're gonna really really break this shit down. Like he got mad because I said the YouTube is fake. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is entertainment. Yeah. See, when it, you get it, all these fucking panels, you got to go back into reality, and reality hits you like a right cross, left hook, right uppercut. It hurts. It's like it's like a really nasty judo or greco-roman throw it breaks you apart once you land on the ground because once you turn that computer or that smartphone off the real you starts creeping back Mm -hmm. reality sets in and you get mad because of your failures you get upset because this persona you put on it's not the real you. But once you get back on a panel, you can stunt. You can show out. So that's what people people like to do, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is fun. Whatever happened to them being on different panels, right? Yeah, what did happen, yeah. I still do it. Cerulean still do it. You, Max, Classic Ruby. What happened to the others? Here's the fundamental business flaw that they committed. You alienated yourself from your A1A1s. You wanted to get the possibles and forsaking your guarantees. You wouldn't even have to say, hit the link, hit the link, hit the link, when certain people went into your damn channels. Am I lying, Chaos? Yeah, you're not lying. What happened to that? 
I don't know what happened, man. My whole thing is this. If I'm going to have a business platform and and seek out a certain demographics, I'm not going to alienate them for the sake of a maybe. Mm-hmm. I'm and not going to go with that. Oh, go ahead. Um, if we be honest about business, right, if this is the talk, and I feel that does this and have the um, business stuff, that's not really considered smart business practice. Especially if you have people that are consistent people that pay monthly. That's my check. I could be wrong, but, you know, that's one thing you don't do, but you don't hurt the people or any clients or any people that contribute to your, you know, channel or whatever you want to call it. That's my check. Yeah. No, you don't. Because when you alienate your, your key audience, your A1 day ones, when times come hard, and they do, you you, you have nothing to fall back on. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've noticed that. You used to be on different panels, growing your product, growing your name. Growing your business platform, but then it starts getting smaller. It's almost like it's imploded. It's blown up with, from within. Mm-hmm. And can I make a side note? Um, Go ahead. Let me talk about it. And remember, I watched a lot of people throughout the last, now two years, and the strength and growth of certain channels. Not just, but when, pe- when, they, when they do the live streams. You see close to five close to five people on uh, let's say these people's platforms you talk about. I think one you talk about the angry man. Okay. Now you don't see not even close to four hundred on the average. Maybe sometimes you might get a five hundred. But now I see from another platformer, you might know who I'm talking about. This mm-hmm. man does shows on a Sunday and maybe maybe on Monday or Tuesday depending. And he's racking up close to a thousand people. And I may, and let me think. Say, what really happened? You know, I think good on this yeah. because because think about it. if you're trying to let's say get people to contribute to let's say a platform, right? And you go on this route, right? So wouldn't it make sense to have over 500 more watching to potentially them to contribute without asking about it on the average? Or, but or I, I watch the other platform. And this person is racking close to a thousand people watching right now, and people are just contributing. Sometimes, like, and you know, yeah, no take problem. My money, like they get angry when he doesn't take their money. Mm. Like giving out. I mean, when when people, when multiple people are donating a hundred fifty to a hundred dollars, in that mm-hmm. same stream. Come mm-hmm. on, man. Yeah. Yeah. And he. When have you seen that one individual change his rhetoric? Um, Go against his day one. I I don't I rarely see it. 
be honest with you. Change the rhetoric, to be honest with you. Well, you, you just look at the fundamental flaws that so many people have. You have, you have a guy like Onyx, for example, make an hour-long streams. I can make a five-minute video and get more, get more views and likes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People would rather rather listen to me talk shit or play Madden or lift weights than to hear some bullshit rhetoric that you got wrong. First mm-hmm. of all, if you're going to talk about red pill, actually go out and date women. Actually mm-hmm. learn woman's behavior. Same thing for a woman. Actually date men and learn male behavior. Then you can start talking about the pills. Because mm-hmm. you actually have some experience and some guff underneath you. Mm-hmm. You, you can't say you're red pill when you haven't dated anybody or the fact that you're, you're like, once again, woman repellent. Mm-hmm. It does not work that way. When you haven't even been in a long-term relationship, how the fuck can you talk about a red pill? Mm-hmm. That's an eye. You can't. See, see, this is how this is. This is what I, I really hate: this false doctrine. Mm-hmm. You can't talk about something if you've never been in that relationship. Yeah. You have to critique of not only the other person, but the person you mostly have to critique is your goddamn self. What I've done right, what I've done wrong, what I could do better, what I and what have I learned? Mm-hmm. Myself. Because a lot of shit, you know, when you hear these conversations, whether it's from the men or women, they never talk about self. Yeah. Which is the ingredient. Because if I can be brutally honest, if self actually voided some of this shit and not walked through the landmine, you wouldn't have went through so much shit or doing the most recurring of shit. Mm-hmm. But what do I know? Yeah. <laughs> I tell you, man, it's, it's a very weird world we live in, man. I mean, yeah. Oh, let me give the call number for people to call that thing. Um, the call number for tonight's show is 712-770-4160. The access code 915-411-POUND. I repeat, 712 712- Seven seven zero four one six zero. Access code nine one five four one one pound. Tonight's subject: Chaos Rain presents Judge, Jury, and Executioner. The year round up with Mr. Charles Faulkner Jr. Um, and, and trust me, Chaos, we're not just dealing with just that. We're dealing with all kinds of shit from this year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you go in, man. Cause I'm just listening, so you know. Because so we, because we, we, we're, Really, it's so funny that how many feminist ideologies we debunked this year? Man, I lost count. I'm sorry, bro. I can't keep count nowadays, man. So, so it gets repetitive after a while that even the talk points from the women and some of the men, it's, it's just ridiculous. I mean, yeah. and, and and to be honest with you, if we want to go even further, because um, like this is year roundup, if you want, what was the most common Talk the point that you heard of this year. The most common that was being discussed out here that was already debunked. 
the most common that you could think of hit? It's it's two. I'll I'll do one for men and I'll do one for women. All right, perfect. The men cry about not getting the uh, why does this why does these women date these type of men? And from the women, why should I have to? Why do I have to be submissive or, or do or this guy or do anything for him? Or what? Why do I need to come to the table? Those are the two most recurring things I heard this year alone, and I'm like, I'm like, okay, like y'all don't get a damn thing in life, do you? Mm-hmm. It, it, it's funny. Because I'm looking at so many panels. I'll start with the men first. Why do I get these type of men? Why do I? Why does she go with these type of men? But I'm just that and the other. I'm like, look, dude, you only want her because of the way she physically looks. Do you mess with her? Do you mess with her as a person? No. So if this chick takes you for all your goddamn money. We'll call her Big Booty Belinda. The big booty balloon that takes you for all your money. Then you want to cry that you red pill and all this other shit. Well, you do damn well. You shouldn't have dealt with a crazy ass in the first place. Mm-hmm. But then you want to say you red pill. No, you're stupid. Because you know what you're going to do? You're going to repeat the same shit. Mm-hmm. And for the women. Why do I need to bring something to the table? Because a partner, a relationship is a partnership. You don't have to give something every time somebody does something for you, nor do you have to do something for, expect anything for somebody. But at sometimes you got to give of yourself. And then notice, here's the key thing. The women who say, why do I have to bring anything to the table? You ever notice they're single? Yeah, yeah, unfortunately, that's true. Yeah, that, that's single, yeah. You, you notice all the married or long-term relationship women, they don't complain about that because they know what it, what it is. They know what it's about. And yeah. they do it willfully and freely. Mm-hmm. That was the most recurring shit I've heard this year. And I'm like, God damn, come on. I went, like, we went to Max's channel. It was like, Snarkiness about it. Like, mm-hmm. Like, y'all need a hug? God damn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shout out to Vonda Harris. See her in the chat. Yeah, what's your Vonda? And even Vonda came out of her mouth and said, look, now I understand what he's saying, and I have no problem with doing that for my man. And here's the biggest thing for both men and women. I'm tired of not having adult conversations, and people don't realize that we speak in a general. We're not in the, we're not we're not center, we're not gonna centerize this shit. <laughs> we're not gonna take everything that we say and put it on you and internalize it. No, we're talking in a general. We're talking in the the what ifs. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't have to explain that shit before you have a conversation like that to somebody. Mm-hmm. But I think I think we got to go back to like simplifying it to the lowest fucking decibel point again. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you? What's your? What do you think were the most common? Um, the thing that I I could say, and there's so many, and I should keep. I actually wrote a note down every time I find something that was most common. I would say in regards to men and women relationships, and this is just me, when the question is asked, what do you bring to the table as men asking women? And I'm finding a lot, just that question brings problems that I find this year that is the most common. I would not say like say about if men take care of the kids. Also. We already hear that. That's been debunked. You know, to those who take care of good, those don't, you know, you got to figure that out. But when we talk, when men can't, let's say, let's say they want to ask that question, a good portion, actually a good, a lot of women do get triggered by that. And yeah. makes me think, said that, you know, so you're saying a man, let's say a man is doing good for himself. Wouldn't that be the most logical question instead of him trying to sit there to, you know, I'm just going to sit there and wait and see. And notice that on the average, people don't really show their colors. And this applies for men too, ladies. This is everything you do. Time is can be your weapon, or it can be your detriment. And with people, because people have intentions, what they want to get out of this is really um, what they really want out of you. Just like when people get married early, or they wait years to get married. You know, and I don't know if you know this, Charles, when a lot of marriages start to fail within the two years, it makes me wonder, if these marriages are filed, and I know mostly still women find these, when a person decides to commit and you decide to walk out of it and you didn't even hang in for much of the year, now even on two, it lets me know, Sam, maybe their true intentions really came out or you just know already and you just still say, nah, I ain't going to bother go any further. I question, really, why y'all here? You know, because if a man has to sit there ask the question, and he should ask, he's doing this for his own betterment because, all right, he's going to do what he has to do as a man, and there are going to be times where things are going to get rough. Can you outlast the storm? Now, a lot of women today, if you listen to the conversation, they'll tell you, say, yeah, I can't, but when it really happens, that's when they run like cockroaches. You ever notice that? Yeah. So, so, and think about it. You asked the question about the gas money. And that's a good question because that's a simple question you can answer. Nor is like, let's say, what's gas on the average, depending on what state you're in. To fill up a tank, on the average, you're going to spend close to $30, depending on the vehicle you have, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say certain situations have, and you need that gas money. And whatever reason... Either you're short or you don't have it, right? You know you're good for it as a mate, right? Mm. So we're in this. We, 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 we're forming a relationship, a bond, right? For you to just say, well, you got to go scrap and get somebody to get that. It makes one say, okay, so if I had to scrap and get that, then what do you bring to the table? And have you noticed? <laughs> You know, when, when the question asks, if you can't do that, what will you bring to the table? And make sure yeah. dudes have to now think about this now. And to me, reflecting on that, that is scary, Charles. So when, when, when things get real hard, 
You're looking for yeah. the quick a quick way out. Yeah. So what this you, country has done with the no fault divorce, they let me tell you something about how these people operate and work. They know what was gonna happen decades in advance. That's why they put that law in effect. Because they already know this country is running is gonna head to an economic downhill besides maintaining or a greater collapse. So what did they start make the ways now to further divide man and woman? This is ingenious. See, we gotta be honest, we're dealing with people that already know what's gonna happen ahead of time. The people that put policy together. And we are so blind go follow it. We all know on the average that most marriage, if it's always about money, then obviously you gotta keep in mind that say, if you're a man and depending on your work or you got a business, you don't want to deal with any woman that's gonna be a hindrance or just like another um person you have to constantly feed and she's not providing enough stability to your life. If you're actually an intelligent man, thinking man. Because sex can't sustain a relationship. And much less ladies want to hear that, I'm telling you, no, it doesn't. You have to bring some other qualities because after a while, men are looking for something more. And if you feel that because things are going rough, you have an easy exit plan where potentially, let's say, most relationships less than two years. That means you might get something, but you're not getting nothing really great if you're married today here in the West if you divorce very early. Now, certain states, it might apply differently, but because they put this, this thing, the no-fault divorce, for the last 45 years, it's another avenue to get people that's relate in, in, in relationships to walk out of easy with potentially get some out of it. So you're not willing to build nothing down the line, future generations. Some of our answers, regardless if they had it good or not, no one said if they're going to do something, they're going to be committed for something to the long haul and so it's something temporary. That's why you see a lot of men don't get married now. And to find that women are, you know, when they, they, bought, they have an issue with the question, it's questionable to say, you know, what do you do besides you, you look good, you bring appetite, and some, I guess, form of femininity. That's all I'm going to say. I'll be there, Charles. You got to realize something, man. How the hell are you going to build a community when everybody's self-centered? You can't. You can't. You can't complain. If you... See, you got to understand, it's not a bad thing if a man is interested strongly in a woman and said, that's going to be my wife, I got to vet her. He should, mm-hmm. especially if the courts are not in your goddamn favor. Well, if, I'm a, what do you if, if I'm a real, if I'm a real man that's thinking. Now, a real? About they're thinking. But really, and we ask, are you really thinking? Because on the average, when it comes down, you know, brothers, you only deal with it because she has a big booty and she has a nice chest and you want to just hit it, you know, a little bit. Keep it around, but but regards to something long term, you're hoping that nothing outcome comes with this engage of the bump and grind. They say it's the power of the USSY. It's the reason why dudes get get haircuts to try to dress why. Mm-hmm. It, it's 
it's the fact of the matter, like, look, if you're going to get married, for those of you who want to get married, remember two things. Looks fade, and you still got to you still got to enjoy that person being around you. Mm-hmm. If you can, if that's your girlfriend or your wife, and you can't get forty dollars for gas from her, ten, five, something, that's a selfish motherfucker. Just and like you, if you got a guy who won't mm-hmm. change your tires, even though you should know how to change your tire yourself, but. I understand if he's there, you shouldn't. But if he's not willing to do certain manly things that you ask of him, leave him the fuck alone. Mm-hmm. We don't put we don't put time into actually vetting people. You know, like like how do you feel about uh, you know, doing stuff around the house? Uh, I don't do shit. I just sit around and play live and man all day. Next, next. <laughs> How do you feel about uh, being ladylike in public and not disrespecting me? I'm going to say what the fuck's on my mind. Next. Mm-hmm. It's funny because, you know, in the black community, we, we feel as though we don't have a right to ask for what we want or like. We just, we, you, then, know what we're supposed to do? you know what they really want? They really want men to sit there and say, well, just figure me out. You know, you could tell by, you know, looking up and down. No, not every person that is quote-unquote black or anything can just just look at you and say, you're this and that. Can you? I know I don't really do that or I have that skill. So how do you look to the average person that should do that? We got to know here. Yeah. You know, this is, this is the black community in a nutshell. We want people that that have a standard or a way of living that we can't even uphold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We can't even uphold it. So mm-hmm. how the hell am I going to if – if, if I'm working at McDonald's and I'm not trying to be ambitious, not saying working at McDonald's is something to frown upon, but mm-hmm. sometimes – Mistake, you lose a job, you need a job to pay bills and put food in your belly. Okay, yeah, you got to do. Gotta do. But if you're working at McDonald's and you're, like, not being ambitious, not trying to grow again, and you are with, you're trying to be with a woman who works six figures and working her ass off, that's not going to compete very well. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing about the welfare queen wanting a guy who's six foot five, Eight-pack abs, dick like a fire hose, a chest big enough that you can land a plane on. He got, like, five master's degrees, two doctorates, making about got so many goddamn zeros on his check that he needs another piece of paper to continue it. And the only thing you offer is somebody else's kids and an attitude. Yeah, that's not realistic. Mm-hmm. That's not realistic. You know, so... When you have people who don't understand their plot in life and how to better it, you need a you need a you need a good a good prescription from Doctor Falk. You need mm-hmm. about ten cc's of of shut the fuck up and get your shit together. You can't ask for something that you cannot produce yourself. Thank you. All right. See you. Get out of here. Be safe.
Of course. I- I'm mad that you're leaving early. That was one of my partners. Okay. But yet, even she was agreeing with what I was saying. And she said, yeah, you can't get something from somebody you can't obtain. But we go up here, and we're too in- – you know what's funny, Chaos? We're too interested in struggle love. Mm-hmm. We promote struggle love. Like, if this person doesn't struggle with me, he doesn't love me. And I think that's part of the problem. I think we're I think we're afraid of peace. Yeah. We're afraid of being happy. Mm-hmm. And it shows. Mm-hmm. We'll go out of our way to be with people who are just dysfunctional. Just for the sake of not being alone. Yeah. And, you know, I feel what's wrong with our community. We just don't want to be alone, you know. And the being alone it can be a lonely journey, but at times if it, if it means that you have to take a step back just to reflect on your life and do those simple things to prove, then, you know, it will be better than just going into somebody else's life and be a greater burden. I'm sorry for cutting you off. Mm-hmm. Because, see, people don't understand. Being alone is sometimes when you make your greatest weeps, mm-hmm. your greatest triumphs, because you, you have nothing but to focus on yourself. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, I'm not saying you've got to be alone forever. No, I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we don't take that precious time for the few times we have to be alone or by ourselves and actually mm-hmm. invest in ourselves. We'll invest mm-hmm. into a job. We'll invest into the stock market, but we never invest into our health. We never invest into our mental health, our physical health, our emotional health, or our spiritual health. Yeah. And then we wonder why we're so broken the fuck apart by the time we meet, you know, our significant other. Mm-hmm. And then we, we wonder why we're so broken. Mm-hmm. When we haven't taken that precious time to get our shit back together, which everybody living on this earth has to at some point. So at some at some inkling to think that we're we're strong enough to take this shit. Mm-hmm. No. That's the worst mentality you should have. The worst. Yeah. And then, because you never dealt with your issues or giving yourself enough time to heal, you become a cancer to the next person you meet. You become a virus. You're slowly but surely torturing and killing them. Mm-hmm. Instead of actually investing in your own shit, instead of looking and saying that, hey, I need time to heal myself. 
Sometimes you've got to admit the failures within yourself mm-hmm. before you can see the flaws in others and grow from there. I do not have all the solutions in life. I just know some things are harmonic. Some things are law. If I jump out of the five-story window, my 280-pound ass is hitting that pavement. Mm-hmm. There are certain laws in nature that it happened. Yes, men and women are different. Doesn't mean one side or the other. It just means they're different. Yep. Just like fire and ice, they're different. The only difference between water and ice or steam, the molecules either move faster or slower. The only difference. Mm-hmm. Men and women, we're different because we react to the environment differently. The environment reacts to us differently. Mm-hmm. Men typically don't have fear of rape. Women do if they get into certain situations more than men. Now, unless men are in jail, then, yeah, that's different. But typically walking the streets, you know, it's different. They have different fears, they have different strengths. They have different thought patterns. So until we actually realize what we are great at, what we are weak at, and how to overcome our weaknesses but still supplement our strengths, we're going to go through the same violent, exhausting, stupid, roundabout conversations that we had since January 1st, 2019, and probably, and most likely, it was before that. Mm-hmm. Now, January 1st, 2020, I want a more solution-based. I don't want you to hear, I don't want to hear nobody talk about black men fuckery, black female fuckery, unless you got black people solutions. I agree. If you got, I agree. If you got solutions, go right ahead and talk about fuckery. If you're ready to put pen to paper and flip in the ass and put your feet on the ground, then go right ahead. But until you become solution-based, shut the fuck up. Now, we can all talk about our problems, but what are you going to do to get out of them? Got to understand, there's three things in life. Problem, promise, provision. How you see your problem determines how long you stay in it, and then it also determines what happens after it. Mm-hmm. For all you Christian fans, there's a difference between the nation of Israel wandering the wilderness for 40 days versus Jesus wandering the wilderness excuse me, for 40 years versus Jesus wandering for 40 days. Same instance, different view of how they how they settled their problems. You gotta be solution based. Mm-hmm. It's like I tell people all the time, you got all the right to cry, mourn and do, but what the hell are you gonna do after it? 
especially if you've got kids and people who depend on you. What are you going to do after? Sometimes you've got to solve the problem. Then, once the problem is solved, take time out for yourself to cry about it. Mm-hmm. At least you're being solution-based. Mm-hmm. You should. Well, you know, it, it goes like this. And I might change the language moving forward in this new decade. I might not even use solution. I might just give it a different term, like a strategy. Like, you know, the graphic yeah. the plan. It's not, it's not too much based on solution, but it's actually a strategy that men and women could follow right now. Yeah. Because with a strategy, you could always ever change to improve. See that? Yeah, it's like in the military. There's a static plan. There's a fluid, and there's always a fluid one. Static mm-hmm. means you stick into that plan no matter what. Fluid is you, you're evolving to what the needs are of the situation. Mm-hmm. And I think that black people need to be fluid. I'm going to take that back. I know black people need to be fluid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that black people need to take command of their neighborhoods. I think that we need to push our sons and grandsons, for those of you who are grandparents, into being more leader-like, more warrior-like, and a leader. Mm -hmm. Now notice I split those two up because you can be a warrior and not a leader at the same time. Yep. I think that we need to actually say, hey, research something. If my son learns, because boys do tend to learn more when they're actually doing and not just sitting down, that's kind of counterproductive to the way to their nature. And you're like, wait a minute, we need to find more more documents, more more ways for these kids to learn, so why not have you know, a curriculum that might have to be separated from the girls and the boys. They still learn the same way, but you go about it in a different way. You take a different path, but you reach the same destination. Because if you're if you're doing the same thing, expecting a different result, what is that called, chaos? Repeat that question. If you're doing the same thing, Every day, expect oh, that, that, that that is a form of the insanity that that is exactly. redundant now. That people notice that you're, you're doing things that's crazy. You're insane. Yeah. And redundant is what a form of insanity. Mm-hmm. Talking about female fuckery without having female black female fuckery without having black female solutions, <coughs> or talking about male, black male fuckery. But I'll have a black male solutions. It's insanity. Mm-hmm. But very, you're very insane. Yeah. See how easily that's broken down into insanity? Mm-hmm. It's insane for me to go swimming and not expect to get, not expect to get wet. Mm-hmm. And that's what the equivalent of what we're doing. 
Yeah. It's insane for me to, after this year, talk about people who never mattered and went out of their way to show you that they don't matter. Yeah. That's why I said this is the wrap-up, and we're not even going to speak about these these jackasses anymore. Because to keep talking about it would be insane. Mm-hmm. But you know, you got you got to think about it. If you on these platforms and your only purpose is to have what we call a content, what's the best content that people will sit there hear you listen? Fuck drama. Fuck drama. Fuckery. Because let's let's keep it real. People don't come on. To hear things on podcasts or YouTube and all that, they're coming to learn some and maybe eventually apply. They come here just to get a giggle, just to get away from the harsh realities of the world that they live in. That they wake up after they laugh and giggle, they get off their butt, go back to bed, wake up, and have to deal with the harsh realities of the world today. That's miserable existence, Charles. That is a real miserable existence. Oh, yeah. You got to think about it. If you've never traveled beyond your block or your state, you you need to get your shit together. And I see this in a lot of... And I I, got to toot my horn to the ladies because one Mm -hmm. thing you're going to stop is a black man traveling. So I got I to gotta put my foot in the back of the, of the fellas for a minute. If, you, if you're not traveling, because it's funny, because that was the purpose of being a young man. Once you got into high school, you traveled a little bit. Went to mm-hmm. see the world out of your block. That's what it called you, college. Yeah. You know, the boys were expected to do the journey. Mm-hmm. And now the boys are worse off. Let's get this more than the women. Mm-hmm. You know, we used to make a joke of me and my friends. <coughs> a group of female can know a group of five females can meet and know each other for one month, and they already planning trips. Dudes can know each other for a group of five dudes can know each other for five years, and can't even plan a ski trip. Mm-hmm. Like, dudes are just so, it's almost like a regression of sorts. If you're scared to go challenge the world, scared to go out there. But, Charles, you said best that it's worse than that. Some are afraid to even deal with young women or talk women. Exactly. Soul shader. But, anyway. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. How can you be 20 and you're scared to deal with women like that? saying shit about, you know, going, still living in your aunt's basement, scared mm-hmm. to go travel the world. Mm-hmm. I started to travel the world at 16 when I was wrestling overseas. Mm-hmm. Hell, isn't your pastor older than a lot of these um, Gen Zers? Gen Zers? Yeah, my passport 
my first passport is actually 21 years old. <laughs> my shit is legal to drink. Mm-hmm. Still got it. Had to get another one because of the 10-year mark. So, and, 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 and it's crazy because it's like, you, we're, we're, we don't even care about being cultured anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's like we don't even like our shit anymore. I was with a white coworker at the front desk the other day, and I and I he was listening to some um, some Marvin Gaye and some um, OJ, and I showed him one of my favorite groups, if not my favorite singer. Everybody knows it's Crazy Beverly, and he was like, "Man, you know, I just sing a sing his ass off." And he was like, "Man, he's like, dude, you just put me on." This. How is it that other cultures, you know, adore? What we just take for granted. We, we don't even we don't even go back and fall into love in ourselves, but we expect other people to love us. Once again, another form of insanity. Mm-hmm. You might need to write you might need to write that down because that might be one of the first of the new year types of insanity. Yeah. Let me write that down now. What do you call it? The different types of insanity. All right, different types. And, and how they and how we must explore them. Hey, how you doing? Okay. You you can't you can't you can't say that I want greatness if I'm still gonna wellow dwell and maximize the mediocrity, it's insane. And this is the part that gets me. It's like, my friends, we traveled. Sometimes with other sets of friends, sometimes together if we can make it. But we weren't afraid to go to Vegas in our 20s or early 20s or late teens. We weren't afraid. Like, I was wrestling in 16 in Germany. I was doing all this shit. Mm-hmm. Like, even before my Army days, I went to Amsterdam, Russia, and Germany. We're, we're so afraid. We're, we're so stuck. If it doesn't happen, what's in the four corners of our block? We don't want to. We, don't, we think the world is that's it. Yeah. And then you wonder, then you wonder why kids in the black community are so afraid to pursue. Mhm. We limit ourselves because we limit our view of success. We talk about these goddamn people and the masculine order, and you see the limitations they're bringing on themselves. And I'm not even talking out of hatred or nothing like that. I'm just talking out of just observation and truth. Mm-hmm. Hell, I'm going to talk about how black men can start getting their passports. And it doesn't even have to do anything about fucking dating pussy or nothing. See the world. Learn something to work. Yeah. Just to get out and understand how the world works. Something like that. You want, exactly. You want to know how to never be without a woman? Be a cultured man. Mm-hmm. Because women love men that can teach them something. My God. Mm-hmm. That's another damn thing. <laughs> Write this shit down, too. <laughs> the things that women love about men. 
the thing, the the top things that will always that will get a that will have a man always keep a woman. Even the most ratchet of chicks love a guy that's smarter than her. Mhm. Think about it. I knew chicks who were proud because their their baby daddy taught them how to cook, how to how to cook, how to cut and cut coke. Yeah. Um, keep talking. Um, Charles, uh, step away. I'll be right back. Keep talking. Okay. You gotta. We gotta build ourselves up to be a mighty nation. And I actually think and say, hey, do we want this or do we just want to go the way of the dodo bird? So a lot of a lot of our behaviors need to really be analyzed on a fundamental level. Almost on the atomic or subatomic. And say what is working and what's not. If you have a plan that's eighty percent failure but you need to reject that damn thing. I don't know. So, anybody have any questions in the chat that they want me to speak on? Yeah, um, no one has raised their hand yet, but let me give the call number again. The call number is 712-770-4160, access code 915-411-POUND. Next subject, Chaos Rain presents. Judge, jury, executioner, um, the year round with Mr. Charles Faulkner, Jr. Oh, let me just check some, Charles. Keep talking. It's, it's, I, I, really, I really see things for what they are. And, I, and, I, and I'm not trying to tell people to adopt my way of thinking. I'll never tell you that. What I will say is learn how to see the truth regardless of what you think and what you feel. Learn how to see, learn how to actually take those rose-colored glasses off and see the world for what it is and be guided by that. So God, Learn how to actually do something else. Challenge yourself. I want to challenge everybody here listening. Learn a new hobby, a new skill. And by the end of the year, by the beginning of 2021, see how far you mastered that skill. If you have problems with your weight, Master your diet. Master exercise. If you have problems in math, get a tutor or English. If you have sloppy handwriting, get a book on penmanship out of Staples or something. Just do something that actually improves your life. Do something that's challenging, new. Learn how to play an instrument. Try to break a record, a personal record of yours. And then to actually become a force, a force multiplier, get your friends on it. If you're, if you're starting your fitness journey, 
Most likely, you might have friends who need a fitness journey. <coughs> Excuse me. Get them, get them in on the act, because guess what? You'll hold each other accountable. Even the days you may not feel like working out, I can't disappoint such and such. Or they're going to pull you up, or you'll pull them up. Actually, start, start hobbies where you can get multiple things in order. Oh, you can even do hobbies with your children or your spouse. Go to an art class with your spouse once in a while, wine tasting, cigar smoking, something. Something that you can actually grow and see the world in a different light. Go to a couple of lectures together. The fun ones are the fun ones are actually the ones to go to or the ones that you're fundamentally against and see if you can break it down or not. Hmm. Chaos, you still there? Ah, stopped away for a minute. So anybody in the chat got any questions? If you do, yeah, type it away. I'm, I, I, I'm back. Um, you can look in the chat room and see if anybody has questions. I'm, I'm just hand because back. Because I have to see that I've seen. Somebody said, Charles, if you pull me over, to be mad at shit. That's the way the world works. Okay. Let's check. All right. I do see somebody that raised... They hand? Yes, they did. Um, before I open this line, let me say something in regards to this year ran up. Um, you might, you want my ex bound. And I watch a lot of people that do content, whether radio or visually. And I've noticed a lot of men have issue with various consecrators. I think one of them, y'all probably know, popular, that shows images and videos talking about what black men pick and choose, right? And lately, this has been the topic now for over a weekend. And my thing is this. Out the men learn what I'm about to say and get to understand how this thing works. YouTube is a big platform. People are here to get whatever little thing they can get financially after this, you know. And if that person, either man or woman, will use people in the community, whether it's men or women, that's not race, to show just to get a little check, then they're going to do it. And people cannot or hate the hustle. And I want black men to get so easily triggered. Because you got to understand this. When people making content, it's always at the end of to get some form of economic compensation. And there might be consequence of showing pictures of people and put it up on a big platform, let's say YouTube. I'm not sure what the consequence will be. Only time will tell. But you must also know this, that anytime anybody has put any sort of image of men and women, 
let's say that's our race, that's men or women. Always keep in mind, it's always for some financial gain. And people say, how can I prove it? Simple. You see a commercial? Every time a video uploads? That's all you know. So now, I don't know if you have any response to that. Um, Charles, for open line. Oh, he probably stepped out. Well, I'll open the line. I'm back. What did you say? I said, I'm not sure if you have anything to respond to what I said, unless you want to repeat what I just said. Uh, we can go for it. We can go for it. So you want to open the line? Yeah, sure. Why not? All right. All right, I'm opening the first line. The first line open up. Oh, who's it? What's going on, Gary? Oh, how you doing? Um, uh, all facts. Yeah. How you no, doing? no, Jay, Jay. Oh, Jay, okay. Okay. Yeah. So so I, I heard you, you, you said the title, right? Um, mm-hmm. So what is that? Can you elaborate more on the what? Why you named it that title? Where where is that leading? Because I heard I heard him speaking, your your guest, but I don't I didn't connect the two. So please, uh, you know, and, and you know, <coughs> enlighten me on the title and what what is it pertaining to the conversation, and then I could go from there. Well, enlighten it because earlier I spoke on a group of individuals, and the truth be told and truth be undeniable. And when I spoke about those individuals and what they said and what they did, when you become the judge during execution, after the execution of it, you don't worry about the shit anymore. It's finalized. It's over. That's why we said it's going to be the end of the year. Not going to go back into petty beefs over and over YouTube for some fucking content. That's laziness. That's redundant. That's insanity. I'm not here to be beefing with people when I got a real fucking life. Right, right. Well, I mean, what what was it that you you got involved in the internet so much that now is you know you you're making a transition or is just no, in general? It's not, or... the, it's not the fact that it's like this. When when I was when the angry man made something about made a video because me and Grinch had it out, and I said, this shit is, to me, this shit is entertainment. It's not real. There may be sometimes we talk about real subjects, but this is not my real life. I'm not going to appear to to a motherfucker that I only see on a fucking chat. And you're going to question me like, you're my boss? No, my boss doesn't even question me. So, when you have this 13th grade mentality, on chat lines, even if I don't agree with Jay, I don't have to attack his character. I could debunk. I could just attack and debunk his argument if I agree with it or if I don't. I'm never going to tell you you should go kill yourself or some ridiculous or some disrespectful shit like that. But when you associate yourself with juvenile-minded people, you're going to get juvenile-minded results, right? Hello? I'm listening. I'm listening. Oh. So, when, yeah, yeah, so I get it. So it's it's about debating, um, you know, on, uh, I guess, arguments that are leading really to nothing in the sense of your your real life or your actual life where, you know, 
you you know you, the the people and the things that you're dealing with on a daily basis. But I would say for some people it is real life, and I would say it's all real life. But I would say it's a difference in the sense of when you're dealing with people online. So is it it I think is is kind of interpreting what it is in the sense of all right, well this is real life, this is not no. Well, I'll say it is all real life. It's just people that are not about real things or people that you really don't know um, have different intentions or looking at this more serious than you or less serious, you know, or jokingly. And I could say that in different ways. Like some people could take it serious in a good way. Some people could take it as a joke that they're joking around or, you know, playing games on people, different type of things. I just think that um, – I guess that some people look at it again, where you know, from from different perspectives, and don't understand that you know, uh, sometimes it could be harmful to to other people and themselves. You know, whether you stressing somebody out, um, you know, getting somebody mad, um, you know, causing maybe some tension, um, debating all, all the time where there's nothing coming out of it. You know, and then maybe you got some people that they get something out of it in the sense of they get a kick out of getting people upset, um, you know, and all type of different things. I think this is what what, what happened right here with, with this whole YouTube and the Internet is that they opened up the door for everybody to just come in, right? So sometimes that's a good thing and that's a bad thing because we always talk about censorship. You don't want, you know, uh, uh, people, you know, there wasn't a platform uh, available where people can, um, you know, put their videos out and, and, and voice whatever opinions they want. But at the same time, that could be dangerous. It could be, uh, uh, you know, disrespectful, if you want to say. Um, it, it could uh, be, um, you know, just, just something that might not be, uh, 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 you know, intake uh, taken in as positive, you know, and... and, and that's where we at, you know what I'm saying? So, again, different intentions and different stuff, but if you're saying that, you know, at, you know, it doesn't make sense to be arguing and going back and forth, we're going into 2020, I'm going a different direction, or I'm not going to continue wasting my time, I mean, I can't knock that if that's that's where you're going with it. Um, In general, I think that we got to look at, I think that this is like a baby, too. The Internet is almost like for some people, you know, they're just being born into this shit. We, we're, we're going into 2020, and you think about there's, there's, there's grown-ups right now that actually are grown up, and when they were born, they were, the Internet was already functioning, and everybody was on their phone and shit like that. So it, maybe the mentalities are different. You know what I'm saying? So, so you got the, a, a, a collage of all these different mindsets. Again, some people that you know, take this serious for the right reasons, for the wrong reasons, you utilizing the internet for good things, some for bad, for entertainment in good and in bad. I think there's two there's always two sides of the coin and you know, in every field that you could think of and then you got also young people and older people that also act immature with this as well and then people that are younger and older that know how to use this or, or I don't want to say no, but use it in a more productive manner and it's not, you know, uh, getting into uh, spats and things like that. 
So it's, it, it, it's 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 a it's like a seesaw, brother. That's what I say. But again, if you're saying that you know you're you're trying to move forward in the 2020 and not get into these uh, uh uh you know back and forth with other people that consider themselves you know YouTubers or or personalities on the internet, you know I, I applaud that. I think that everybody should just kind of put their their things aside, see what they could work on, and if they can't work, just leave it alone because. If it's not productive, it's not doing nothing positive. But some people might look at it as, you know, oh, well, uh, uh, controversy sells. I'm getting a lot of, you know, views and all this other shit. And that's what plays into a lot of the fighting, you know, that, that people want to see because of our minds, you know, are, are wild like that in, in, in so many other ways. But I'll leave it there, man. Good show uh, uh, overall, Gary. You know, just you, you keeping the lights on, brother. I'm actually agreeing. I actually totally agree with you. See, I don't mind debating as long as it's a purpose and we're learning. You get what I'm saying? And that's the purpose of debating. One, and we forgot that. What did we learn from this, or is it just endless drama? And I'm like, if there is not going to be solution based to it, we could all crack jokes and learn. Yeah, we're going to crack jokes and do all kinds of silly shit once in a while. But if we're going to argue about something that we already said something about three years ago, are we going to have a solution to it, or are we just talking to be talking? And that's what I think a lot of people are afraid of, is that I remember I talked to this one lady, and I would just notice she would constantly, constantly talk about drama. And I had to ask. If he didn't have anything, if he didn't have any drama to talk about, would you have anything to speak on? And she got quiet, and she said, "No, I probably wouldn't." And we became so indoctrinated and so intoxicated with fuckery and and just ignorance is that we lost our way to say, "Okay, what happened to those great discussions of debating? What did we learn?" Can we debate this person down with our intellect? Can we concede that this person actually got it? And the answer is lately is no. And it's one of those things I would hate to admit. No. We got away from that. I remember we would just go to panels and just debate shit. And we could just see, okay, I see where this person's coming from, but okay. Now I got to show them this. We, we just go into such low-brow arguments. I'm red till I'm this, I'm that. People want to claim something, and they don't have the full comprehension of, what, of what's being talked about. They don't have the full knowledge of what's being told. Like I said earlier, I can't show... I can only show a 90-year-old certain things, but I'm never going to say, hey, you should leave women alone. No, I'm going to be like, hey, you should find yourself a classier woman, a classier, higher type of woman. Just like I would say to a lady, why would you get a guy, why would you make a guy a father who's not even a good man? See what I'm saying? We're not solution-based. We're just like, we want to... Lately, we've been trying to put a bullet, a band-aid over a gunshot wound, and that's not how you heal. 
Mm-hmm. Anybody else? Let's check. And thank you, um, JNYC. I guess someone else raised their hand. Um, number calling for tonight's show is 712-770-4160. Access code 915-41-POUND. I repeat, 712-770-4160. Access code 915-411-POUND. Tonight's subject is titled, Chaos Rain Presents Judge, Jury, Execution, Year Round Up with Charles Fulton Jr. Does that sound clear, Charles, or I sound low? Mm-hmm. Man. It sounds clear. All right, good. All right. Um, and then, like I said, guys, I am taking calls now. Um, um, okay. Let's check the chat room, see anybody is saying something. Mm-hmm. Okay. I guess no one even had questions in the chat room. Todd, I know you're checking earlier. I think there's no argument and debate either, you know what I'm saying? So pretty mm-hmm. much not many are going to call on, uh, uh, I mean, there's really not much in the argument with Charles. And I know Charles, uh, lot, uh, you know, usually when he comes on, a lot of people are going back and forth. But it's really not much to go back and forth with him about that. You know, I think mm-hmm. that the, I think it's a universal uh, majority type of vibe, you know, and everybody agrees that, you know, it's it's it, for to a certain degree is is unproductive to a lot of people. Again, some people might look at it productive. I'm not gonna knock whatever hustle they want to do, but for some people, it's not productive, and they agree. I'm pretty sure for the most part that you know whatever positivity you could bring to the table more than a negative is 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 definitely uh you know like um you know invited. We want to say. Yeah, I know that. Um, but I said earlier um, about people that doing content and things move forward. I tell people this is YouTube, and it is not a thing, a vehicle for most people to get something financial, compensate for a lot of their time, energy, and uploads. So, and to really talk about the, this matter, I've noticed, and you've probably noticed, Charles, a lot of people have been talking lately about how the non-black woman is showing their true awareness of colors towards the black man in regards to what they feel about this black man. I'm not sure if you caught this, right? And lately, this has been the, the talk about how, let's say, a Becky or some other um, woman that is not black has words about the brothers or you know, what they feel about them. And this is something that a lot of people that's either making podcasts or making content talking about to try to show and prove, say, oh, you see, they don't want you and all that stuff. But when I think about it entirely, that you look at as as a people, why are we still seeking validation for people that either want us, either men or women, or we get into any relationship and find that they don't show same love for us. And hell, you know um, particular conquerors talk about, say, you know, maybe they some people should get, they're not getting a sister, get like, what's it, um, an Asian woman or a Hispanic woman that's mostly white that they talk about or something less than black to hope that they'll come out of their problems as a man. You know, 
But last my check, if a man is on his grind purpose, that women issues should not be a problem if he can get a woman. But when I hear the complaints about a lot of dudes, it seems like they can't really either get a woman or hold on to a woman. It's one or the other. So go ahead. My grandfather and father both said this. A man never loses women chasing money, but a man loses a lot of money chasing women. Mm -hmm. And the black community, because i got to pick on us for a minute, Mm -hmm. because of what happened during slavery, because of what happened during Jim Crow, and the psychological effects that's been pretty much embedded in our DNA for the last 500 years, we've we've been seekers of validation. You have guys who want to flash money around, like they see in the music videos. You'll see kids having money in their hands and pictures on Instagram and Facebook. Uh And people say, if you got a flash of money like that in your hand, it shows how poor you really are. Yeah. You should. We want to be rich in wallet, but never rich in spirit. Never rich in heart. Mm-hmm. You have women wearing wigs and weaves and fake hair. And it's one thing to wear fake hair because you want to stylize it. Okay, I get it. But when you want to look totally European, that's something else. Mm-hmm. That's because we're looking for validation. For men, we feel as though we're not men unless we have something, unless we have something tangible, something we can touch something we could buy. Our women think they need validation because they want to look like Becky or Consuela. Mm-hmm. When we need to sit down and realize all the shit that happened to us in this country, we deserve psychological help more than anybody. I agree. We look for this validation because we're not getting it from the home first. The first person to validate a young black woman's beauty, a young black girl's beauty is mama. Uh-huh. Because if she sees mama with blonde hair, she has this beautiful kinky hair, she's going to grow up thinking that she goes to school because you got to remember, America's still eight, around 80 to 75% white, 80 to 70% white. And she's going to school with Pecky and Consuela and other black girls who have, you know, their perm hair. She's gonna feel inadequate. You got you got Dave on out there going to school and his parents may not make as much as others or they focus on what the child needs instead of what they want. The child's being taken care of very well. And because he doesn't have the some greatest Jordans, Nikes or whatever style feel and Reebok I'm gonna come back to amazingly. He's gonna feel inadequate because he doesn't have that tangible to say, I want to show my wealth. We haven't built ourselves and our confidence enough to say, I don't need to wear something that's worth $500 on my body to feel like I'm worth something. We don't get the validation from home. But then we step into the dangerous realms of getting the validation from others. Because if we don't get the validation from home, we usually don't have the validation of self. Mm-hmm. So we start with others. So when 
that young lady doesn't have a good relationship with her father, she starts looking for that fatherly love in all the wrong places, if you get what I mean. Mm-hmm. If the boy doesn't get the motherly love, he's going to become, or he's taught to be a man to stand on his own too. He's going to look for that other woman to take care of him because mom took care of him too much and didn't let him grow to be a man. Yeah. So we go through this vicious cycle of, once again, insanity. Can't talk too much about that because we would, we would take away from the show next year. But we go through this vicious cycle of insanity, and we still claim it as in we're okay. Mm-hmm. We, it's one thing to talk about the fuckery, but it's another thing to talk about the fuckery and a solution. Remember, from all after religious texts, you prayed and you took act. You thought about it. You took action. You you meditated on it. You took action. What did we do? We acknowledged we we acknowledged the problem if we're lucky to do so, and we do nothing about it. And that's sinful within itself. Yeah. No. Any more questions? Um, you know, I just now remembered. Um, shit. I'm going back to that other night. You might remember. In regards to um, even men and women relationships, how with the, even with the women, they don't really understand that you know all the little problems that they that they have with the men, you know. It, it's actually simple, and you know, men are simple creatures, you know. Uh-huh. And may, and this is the one thing that we don't we, we get lost when we're in our development as we're growing up, when we our parents don't really teach us nothing. And I feel with 21st century, leaving the 20th 21st century, a lot of us are adults. It depended on how our parents really did a good job in in our development. We are very much clueless in regards to the opposite sex, both boys and girls. And these men, the boys that become men, they don't really understand certain things with the female nature enough. And I think with the girls, they don't understand about male nature enough. That's why you find them, once they become adults, and let's say they try to gravitate a man, someone will go and exploit their bodies through the Internet for the attention. Mm-hmm. And they feel just because man gives me attention, I feel more like a woman. No, you just give you attention because you want the attention, just for validation. You're not a woman, and it's very addictive. Yeah, it is dangerously addictive. That's why <sighs> you go into some of these group homes for little girls, which I had the instances and calls to go to. Mm-hmm. I would speak to some of the counselors and the head mistress of the group home. But she would talk about how some of these girls would leave and it would be this older guy, old enough, basically old enough to be her father, picking her up. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm And you got some, some sleeves bags taking advantage of these girls 
and some of these girls, you know, I hate to admit it, that they're some some are being taken advantage of, and some are not being taken advantage of because they, well, they know. They, trust me, some of these kids out here are more worldly than some adults. Mm-hmm. And they play and they play in gang, and they and they and they got game with it. So you 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 like you said about the validation for this girl. She wants this validation to show her body off. And this is and shit. I had a calls for thirteen and fourteen year olds doing the same thing, having twerking contests on Facebook. And I'm like, what the hell are you doing? We don't even protect. We don't even protect our own in the in the goddamn police. Like, as talented as R. Kelly was, you know. Some of the crazy shit he was doing. How many mm-hmm. parents were sending their kids, their daughters to him, willingly? Hmm. Like, that, like that's, think about that shit. People, you'll hear people say, "I love my kids, I protect." But how many motherfuckers send our fucking kids to fucking monsters every day? Let that. Let your daughter date a drug dealer. Let your sons date a fucking a, a woman who's putting them through hell. Mm-hmm. And we sit back and do nothing, or we reap the benefits from the shit. Yeah. How many times we we put over our bodies or our physical over over the mental? Mm-hmm. You gotta use what you want. You gotta use what you got to get what you want. Mentality. Mm-hmm. Very dangerous because you, you you can set your kids into a very downward spiral. That's hard to come back. Mm-hmm. Because certain it's getting your brain man. It changes you forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Finish with me. I was going to say, how many times, like in the black community, the amount of our boys and men who are fucked over by the educational system and sent to prison. And we, and you don't think we, nobody sees this as a problem? We'll talk about it, but what the fuck are you doing about it? And, and we'll get this old, this old, uh, well, you know, things happen, you know, kind of speech, you know, we'll pray for them. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, it proves to me that people ain't going to do shit. That's what you see. One thing to use the word prayer, and I find, and I conclude, and when people keep expressing that, is putting off on the next person because no one's mm-hmm. going to do nothing to address or correct or solve the small props, not the big props. The word prayer is loosely. is is another cop out that said I ain't gonna do shit. And let me tell you one other thing. I remember last the last stream I did when I had Dr. Inky and I had one dude that called up in here. criticized his credentials. Okay. But when he asked him what he does 
Delivery says he don't do shit. He feels the system is good, his daughter is good, and he's not leaving nothing down for Lexi for his chum to be good, right, or his chum to be all right. So this is what we resort as people. We ain't doing nothing shit, niggas. We're hoping that a system will sit there, self-autocorrect, and give our chum what is needed for our self-preservation. And we know in nature and in the works of human human beings, that's not the case. Civilization mm-hmm. has been come and gone. Sometimes it's been destroyed. Animals have lived and gone and have become extinct. And you don't think this Negro man here in the world will, will, will be exempt from these tame, the same um, fate. It's very dangerous. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are very well conditioned to accept that they're exempt to this great fate, if not careful. Especially when it comes to, let's say, passing them something down for our children. So that way, whatever is to come, they can overhaul from the great storm. Mm-hmm. But we're not even doing that. We're not doing that at all. That's why when we, when we have these discussions and people come up and express their feelings and their true intention and, and ask you ask the right questions to some people, you can tell right there what status our, pe- our people are in just by the answer of not only one person but many people. Because that one person has the same thinking to other millions of people in this country. I tell you many times, the system never is broken. It is a well-oiled tune. Is doing what it should be doing. This is why having this conversation it does become redundant. It's going to take a point where it doesn't have to be all of us, but just enough to really make a decision that we are going to be the change that's necessary for, for our self-preservation. Yeah. Don't expect no system that's put in place to self-preserve you, especially if you're not in power. If you're in a powerless position, the only thing you get, you get you get screwed and you get what's had to because you have nothing to really oppose your will to fight back to someone that is here dealing with and really laying out your destiny. So but we gotta be honest here. Yeah. That's why when it, when we talk about the children the future. I tell people many times, I look in the eyes, we're not serious. Why about I have this, the conversation? If I share, especially a boys that is below every category, that's a red flag. We, we could at least come together and say, well, if, if this system said we, if we're at this level, we could correct this and far exceed. That don't take too much. And that, matter of fact, Charles, that doesn't take a generation to fix that. We could do that right now with the term we have right now. Yep. And why I say it's because if you look at after enslavement, the re-level in all aspects of what we call education during that time when the slaves were free far exceed any other racial group within 20 years, going on 30, actually almost close 30 years, the levels the black man was able to do after the chains were released physically. And trust me, 
the people that oppressed you knew this, know your potential. That's why they had to think of another strategy. They said, okay, they're at this level now without us mess interfering. So what we could do is put them back to down, down here. Well, one, they still got the mindset that they're like us because we raise them, we train them, we, we oppress them, we beat them in submission. So one thing we do, in time we're going to get these Negroes, you know. We're going to let them develop the way they are, give us what we need to make this country even more greater for that for the next hundred years, centuries. And at one point we're going to sit there and say, you know what, it's time to put a big 180 on. Now you can come and be accepted as us. You can come spend your money with us now. Awesome. And notice you didn't fall for the okey-doke. Yes. Can now say now you fought now you you're integrated. Look what has happened within less than a century. Look how much has not really been accomplished, Charles. We took a deep sleep for so long that we're in a dangerous spot now. Go ahead. Yeah, so much of a selfish. I'm glad you mentioned a deep sleep. We've developed so much of a selfish nature that we 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 damn our kids to hell. We straight up damn our kids to hell because of it. We, we we pretty much say we have to do this, the kids shouldn't have to do that. Well, I didn't have it hard. Well, I had it hard. My kids should have it hard. Yes, your kids should learn responsibility. Yes, your kids should learn how to appreciate things. But you should never damn your kids to poverty. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm seeing... I'm seeing stupid shit. I mean, not just as a cop, but as a black man in America who lives in a who still lives in a black community. Mothers jealous of their daughters. Fathers abusing their sons. Don't know how to talk to their sons, but just just beating the shit out of them. I'm seeing mothers fight their daughters because they thought the daughter was trying to steal their boyfriend. I'm seeing such mm-hmm. fuck shit, and and we won't even invest. We'll invest in a kid going to a damn AAU tournament for sports, then investing in tutoring or after school, uh, after school tutoring or summer tutoring. Mm-hmm. We won't even we won't even get to the point of actually saying what it should be. These kids are going to have to be the ones who galvanize us to the next century, the next yeah, decade. Yeah. These need to be better than us. Mm-hmm. But you can't say that because so many people are jealous. Mm-hmm. So many people are disgruntled. Mm-hmm. Because my kid made it. They don't want to be jealous of the kid. Or you get the other sided. Oh, this kid's gonna have to take care of me mentality. Where, and this happens. This happens a little bit more so for the boys than the girls. It does happen for the girls, but more, but to a greater extent to the boys. Oh, he's the man of the house. He needs to go out there and work. We even have some parents who even tell their children to go sell drugs just to pay a bill. Parents don't even want to fucking work. Yeah. But but yet, we think we're fine. 
But yet, we don't think we're, in, we're insane. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's, it's deplorable, man. You don't have people donating to say, hey, let's build a school. Mm-hmm. You'll never get that because we're not thought as one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then what's going to happen is you're going to have these kids say to you, why should we do something for the community? Why should we do anything for the community? Because that's a big talking point I hear from especially the millennials. Why should I do something for the community? Mm-hmm. You pretty much opened up your community to be gentrified. Pretty much opening up your community to be lost. Mm-hmm. No backing, no strength whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And then we expect somebody, somebody to come save us out of our own misery. Looking for that savior, man. And no guy, no pie daddy in the sky with stringy hair is going to come down and fix this. Mm-hmm. People in the Bible, are ye gods? Mm-hmm. Aren't ye gods? You say you're the son of something. So that means it's you're the son of what? A god. So you're giving all the celestial energy and positivity for not to change the world. Mm-hmm. But yet, we don't even have most of our kids saying, you know what? I want this kid to become a better version of me, not to make all my mistakes. Mm-hmm. And if you're lucky, somebody will actually help you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful, man. Mm-hmm. We, we got a selfish mentality of that. Oh, well, you know, if I had a rough, you're going to have to have a rough, too. That's not true. Mm-hmm. We don't want to look at, for instance, mm-hmm. we don't even want to look at ourselves first and say that we're poisoned. Mm-hmm. We'll bring kids into this world in the worst conditions and say that we love them, but, you know, you don't show them love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think somebody raised their hand. Let me see. Who's this? All right. All right, caller, open line. Who's this? Uh, good evening. Uh, my name is Adwa. And, How you doing, um, Lady Adwa? I'm good, and, I'm good, and you? Mm-hmm. I'm enjoying this conversation. I enjoy your guest and what he has shared. Uh, I didn't catch his name, but uh, my question is... Um, in terms of your title, judge, jury, and executioner, I, I 
since listening, I uh, I feel like each and every one of us can be just that. In terms of the experiences that we have each day, we need to debrief ourselves of what that is and what that has been so that we can make some changes in our lives. I think that we don't do that enough, that we go from day to day and having experiences and we never look at how we played into into the situation, be it good or bad or negative or positive. And um, you hit on a few things um, over the night that I think were very good points made, especially with our youth. Um, you know, the skill set that they develop enhances their confidence in themselves, their um, self-esteem, how much they value themselves. And when we value ourselves, there are things that we're not going to do, you know, um, or participate in um, or allow, you know, a lot of young people say that there's peer pressure that made them do certain things. Well, when you, you know yourself and you value yourself, you don't, you're not pulled into those types of situations. But I enjoyed the talk. And if you could give me your name, I would appreciate it. How are you doing, love? My name is Officer Charles Faulkner Jr. Officer Charles? Charles Faulkner Jr. Okay, so you're a police officer? Yes. Okay, and you work with uh, youth? I'll say that again. I said, and you work with youth, young people? Yes, ma'am. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. Well, for a minute now, and I enjoy what you said because it's true. The fact that everybody should be a judge, jury, and executioner when it comes to making decisions and one of the reasons why I had an out with a certain, with a certain group of uh, YouTubers was because when you don't stand for beef or fuckery or dysfunctionality, and people don't respect it because you're not a part of the crowd. We should all be the, the execution to say, you know what, enough is enough. This is over. Sorry, I'm not talking about it. We need mm-hmm. to be solution-based. I'm going to come. If I'm going to talk about black women and talk about what, what may make, make me upset with them, I'm going to have to eventually talk about what I love about them at some point. Same thing for black men. I'm a black man. I love being a black man. Wouldn't want to be anything else. So there are some things that make me upset with black men, but there's some great. But there's plenty more of greatness that we have. It's just in the black community we always focus on the dysfunctional. We focus on the drama mm-hmm. because it's like we're addicted and intoxicated with drama in bad times. Hell, we put we put struggle as a good thing. We look at it as a badge of courage. Another reason the people look at struggle as something as disrespectful. 
and something you should you you can't rest until you get yourself at a certain spot. And that's the worst for the for the black community is to always be dwelling within struggle instead of success. But I, what I think is really funny is that at the end of the day, when you see some evil persist and you say nothing of it, that's when that's when the real the real issue begins. Is that because we become our worst enemies? And or the accomplice, the accomplices to our destruction. Mm-hmm. Like right now, why do I want to gear young men into the military, young black men into the military, police, and the fire, part of the Great Fulcrum Initiative? Because how many black boys had parents who paid money for college for them? None. How- how many times how many times have we become better because of joining the armed forces as a people? Because what happens is this. You want to give your child experience and training, which the military would do. You you see this technological boom that's been happening the last ten years. And who's on the forefront of this technological boom is the United States military. Mm-hmm. There's an old thing, always follow the money. And when Trump put all that money into the military, take heed and take advantage and get into the AI, get into the neuroscience, get into all these programs that's been funded heavily through the military, computer tech. But yet, we don't want to take the initiative and making sure the future is going to be safe. And the only way you're going to keep it safe is treating your children as you sh- as they should be, the future. If we're putting them out in the wilderness without, without actually seeing what they're made of or giving them skills to survive, we're failing them. What do you think? What do you think, ma'am? You asking me what do I think? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Um, well, I have a lot. I have a lot of mixed feelings about what you said. Um, I would not. Um, I would not. I personally feel that the things that you say that you can get by being in the military, you can get them you know, without going into the military. I can only reflect on um, the condition that my uncles and cousins, the condition in which they returned home and um, how little assistance they got from the Veterans Administration to help them with the issues that they had. Um, I, I, I would not, I would not, I would, that would not be, uh, one of the options. 
I think that if we um, give our young people the tools that give that give them um, the skill set to be lifelong learners, that what you say they can get in the military, they can get right here in our communities. Um, I know that our young men need structure and that um, oftentimes they're not getting that because they don't have a two-parent household. And I don't want to, I don't want to necessarily come across as saying that a woman can raise a man like a man can raise a man. I think there are things that they can get from men that they can't get from women. So I'm not, I'm not saying that. Um, I think I better think on that a little more where I can give you a better answer <laughs> to that question because I, I, uh, I have mixed feelings. But I, you have, you have experience. Um, so I would like to hear what you say the results have been with um, sending young men into the military or women. Um, well, wait, 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 Charles. Let me ask a question. You say you have cousins and uncles that serve in the United States um, military, right? Yes. Yes. Um, and friends, friends, you know. All right. Well, yes. what you, you could understand what you, if you know. Do you know how long from your family, not your friends, or any? It, this could apply to either friends or family. How long did they serve in the military? A various length of time. Um, I have uh, two relatives that made it um, a career, um, and then I have some relatives that served in the Vietnam War. Uh, they've been to the Middle East uh, of late. So I'm just saying in the mental condition in which they came back, um, I didn't think it was very good nor did they get the kind of uh, medical attention that they needed. So, I, I, you know, I, I don't know, um, but that's just been my experience of what I have observed, and I, uh, I don't know if that's the best alternative, but that's why I was asking for the gentleman to um, maybe share some of the, you know, the results. Okay. All right. I'm going to try to answer that question. One, myself and Cerulean Gray, the professor, wrote a 52-page initiative called the Great Folk Initiative, stressing why it would benefit black boys to be geared to the military. One reason is because of technology. How many schools do we get hands to begin on the state of the art technology in the black community? Mm-hmm. Very few, if any. Two, educational benefits. Most black parents are not saving for college for their kids. Three, you have a job that's going to give you functional skills starting off the back. Four, lack of 
it's a lack of something that we have in the black community. It's called a discipline. If that child gets structure, or if the child's not getting structure from the household, they're going to have to get structure one way or another, correct? Right. Now, you have some people who've been to war and can pick it, and some people who can't. You have some people who have true-to-life mental issues because of it. You have some people who don't, and they're using the system. I'm not judging to say if that's your family or not. I'm just saying in general. So, majority of the times, you don't have what's called the crazy war vet syndrome, which is a stereotype. Oh, they go to war. 80% of the uh, military are not frontline fighters. Majority of the military is support, combat support, like your supply, like your computer techs, your laundry, your bath, the rest of the quartermaster, and different other things, your culinary. So you will get skills and trades or your mechanics, <clears throat> excuse me, that they will not get typically in the black community or in the black school systems. So when it comes to training a boy into being a man and being a warrior and to be a protector and to be able to face adversity, that's why you send them to go. The more you the more you you hibernate and, and hide away and inhibit a boy the more he's going to be dependent off of you. Like if you have a son, do you want your son to be his own man or do you want him to be living up under a woman expecting her to take care of him? No, I want him to be his own man. Exactly. And then here's also part of the initiative. It's a good part about it, but it's not the only part. The fire and police departments in our city, who's better than to protect black people than black men? Absolutely. I'm with all of that. So would police brutality go down significantly if you have 70 to 80% of your police as black men? It's going to be, remember, one of the biggest issues of the police department is, general, please, Lack of identifying the humanity in each other. Lack of the empathy. I can understand. I can talk to that black man on the corner selling drugs and empathize with him better than a white officer, correct? I would think. So a lot of times what happens is there are very few people who really want to sell drugs and really want to be out there, contrary to popular belief and what music would tell you. But when we keep, when you can actually talk to a person, and sometimes you might have to talk a little hungry, depending on the situation, and scare the hell out of them to never want to do it again, would you rather me yell and scream at your kid to get the hell off the corner or to arrest him and fuck up his record and he'll never get a successful job in his life because I gave mm-hmm. him a felon. Right. And that could be when I can take 
precautions to avoid it. Now, there's sometimes you got to do your job, and if, if he still wants to be a fool, you got to make him make nah, You got to make him vote believer. But many of the cases you can avoid. And once again, here's another big factor. These three areas are careers where they can take care of themselves very easily with great benefits and take care of their families. You cannot think about it. You don't even need a college degree. And you can make the people who have masters make in these fields once you're there long enough. You can dictate a lot of the things in the community that we haven't had the power and authority to do ever since Reconstruction. And last but not least, if you have a majority black male military fire and police department, you would change the stereotypical the stereotype of black men overnight almost. Where people would say, Damn, every time I see a black man he's in a uniform in a position of power, a position of authority. And like you said, that would do much when it comes to the image and the self esteem of black men and black women, correct? Yeah, I'm sure it would contribute. Uh, first tell you, the military is not for everyone. But that's what, it, but even but even in the military, real quick, but even in the military, every MLS is not for everyone either. So majority, I'll say about 85% of the military does not are not frontline fighters. That's a really would say the military always always traveling on its belly. So if you don't have the people getting the supplies to the fighters, guess what? You're not gonna win the war. And those are the most respected people ever. Go ahead, Chaos. Um one thing I would like to say, because I know a lot of women and men have issue with these with this plan or I should like call it strategy, because it forces people to go into institutions, dominant institutions that is always a constant need for any survival of a nation to maintain, because the fear of potential death is eminent. So when people, like our people hear the word military, even myself, the first thing that comes to my mind is that scene from Boys in the Hood, you better not be in that so-called Caucasian military. I hear this, and that, and I hear some of them don't even get what is received benefits now. But I'm telling you right now, the way other countries running right now, they can't afford to not pay for their men that's supposed to keep the borders and keep some form of barrier between them and other foreign invaders to come in. Keep that in mind. They can't keep screwing, especially people that did serve and not give them nothing. And when I have Cerulean Gray on the next stream to wrap this whole year up, and I hope that you call in too, Charles, because I want everyone, I'm being serious for this next one more stream, you know? 
to really lay it all out. Because there will be no, no information, no thing left at the end of this decade. Everything will be clear moving forward. And I go a step further. I told my good friend, Mr. Gray, to give you a sample of what really is being put into going on to 2020. So no doubt, once y'all listen next time stream, everything will be revealed and it will make some sense. And after that, what y'all deal with information, that's up solely to you. I only provide the people to give y'all the information. What you do with it is solely up to you. For you, for your children, and other loved ones. That's all I'm going to say. Anybody else? Was that clear? Adwa? Yes. Very good. Good. All right. I guess we, wait, let me check the chat one more time. Oh, I see it. ABC, please, come call in, man. I know you're listening, but if you can, please call in. If not, it is what it is. Um, so, like I said before, I'm going to give him one more minute. Then if, not, if anybody else didn't raise their hand, we can end tonight's session. Because I think Charles Walton said what needs to be said it. I think today was productive. I think I think we got a lot of love in the chat. Mm-hmm. Even MJ agreed with me. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I think that in 2020, we should be solution-based. We can joke. We can debate. We can even argue. But it better be solution-based. Or we're just going to cut it out quickly. Mm-hmm. And that's part of this. That's part of the issue. There's no rhyme with no reason. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. E. Yep. I think we need more, more, more conversations like this because notice how everybody's more receptive and open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, this is a this is a freaking classic, man. I have to congratulate you on that one. Yeah, man, this is going to go in the books. You know, people going to go back, re-listen to this. Some might tell a friend. Hell, somebody might cuss me out. Who knows? <laughs> you know what? There's no such thing as bad publicity. <laughs> yeah, no such thing. Oh, all publicity is good publicity, you know. Uh, I mean, things have been said. Got it off my chest. People may think the whole thing was about to be about those set of people, but it's not. If anything, they gave us a lot to talk about and a lot to debunk and a lot to actually get the launch pad off. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to hear me talk about, oh, well, these women, well, guess what? Not all women are bad. Mm-hmm. Well, these guys here, not all guys are bad. Mm-hmm. Show your children the example of what a good man and a good woman is. By doing that, you <laughs> you know. I feel as though some people expect children to off their instincts <laughs> or something. It's not be taught. Mm-hmm. 
Don't be afraid of the opposite sex. There's some who's going to like you and some who are not. Once you get that out your, out your system, knowing that very early, you'll be okay. I agree. Anybody in the chat? Oh, look who's going to raise their hand now. I'll open the last call for tonight. All right. Is that you, ABC? One, two, three. Yeah, man, what's happening? Okay, that's good. And I was just calling. You said call. I, I, like I was telling uh, MJ, I didn't catch everything. I heard some of the stuff going on earlier. It sounded like there was a lot of talk, talk about YouTube beats, but uh, more recently I heard him talking about uh, dysfunction and stuff, which is along the lines of stuff I talk about. But other than that, I don't know if there's anything in particular that uh, you was wanting me to uh, respond to or, or comment on. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if you were talking about the rambling, if you thought we were rambling or something. Oh, no, no, no. That was a caller that is, uh, you know, I was messing with this caller that called in. He rambles all the time. Uh, oh, you know, I ain't going to start up with him, but he does that, and it's irritating to me. Uh, but, you know, as far as what you're talking about, uh, you know, I'm pretty much on point with all of it. Uh, I don't know that there was anything that uh, uh, that I had any real disagreement or anything with. We're just saying if you agree, disagree, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah. Well, you know, uh, the, I, I think where we have a similarity is um, – we talk a lot about uh, standards and that kind of thing, and and, and I, I hit on that all the time. Well, we, you know, what might be, I don't know if it might be some disagreement or I, I don't really disagree with it, but uh, I heard you talking about how we tend to dwell on the negative, uh, yeah. and I agree with that. There's a lot of that. Uh, and I talk a lot about the dysfunction in the community, and, you know, I, I can understand somebody seeing that as uh, talking about, you know, dwelling on a negative. But my thing with it is, uh, you know, one thing is, you know, you're not going to address it if you don't uh, uh, acknowledge it. Um, and then the other thing is just from the conversations that uh, are had over here, and actually all across YouTube, uh, a lot of the discussions, uh, what I hear is people almost kind of justifying some of this dysfunctional behavior and stuff. You know, we want to spend a lot of time talking about why this is happening, why that is happening, which I agree with, you know, we, we growing up in this stuff. But my point is that once you become a grown adult, you got enough life experience to have uh, learned that regardless of the conditions that were brought into this, uh, you know, at the least you should understand that, look, you know, uh, this stuff don't play out the way that uh, – you know, you're told as a kid, you know, there's there's more to it than that. Right. I think that, you know, the only issue, one of the issues I have, and, I, and it's been a while, a lot of people like to go, we like to internalize things. We, we in, black, in black society, we like to go and say screams. We never like to be in the medium, which is the safer, safer and the more, how can I say more realistic view? Well, you can sit back and be like, okay, I can I can see why this person said that. I think we go by the extremes where we go through this black female fuckery. Okay, I'll buy that. Let me let me just use that. 
The black females have fuckery, okay. How many black females who don't have the fuckery are you seeking out? Are you attracting those type of females? It's like I told a coworker of mine when she said, well, one thing I, I like is a guy who, you know, because her faith is very important to her. And I said, so let's, let's break this down for a minute. Are you in those circles or in those places where men who have similarities to you and believe in their faith strongly, are you in those circles to where you can attract those men? Or are you doing the equivalent of searching for gold in a dumpster? Right, right, right. Because you got to remember, dating is proximity first. You covet what you see the most. So if you are going to circles where you don't have men who are about their faith, then we got to question you first. <laughs> Correct. No, absolutely. I'm I'm down with that. I I raised my daughters that way. Well, with both my kids, uh, the boys and the girls. But um, bottom line is, you know, if you desire to be rich, you want to put yourself in an environment where people are uh, talking about how to make money and that kind of stuff. If you desire to be an athlete, you want to put a, yourself in an environment where athletics is what's happening, you know. And in relationships, if you're looking for a good man, or a good woman, uh, not to say that you can't find them at the club, because <laughs> we all like to party sometimes, but it's a lot less likely that you're going to find somebody that's about a serious relationship, you know, that, that, that wants to build and, 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 and have a real relationship. Uh, while the music is blasting, uh, all the cuss words and the liquor flowing and shit. Yeah, exactly. And that's the part where it gets me about when people talk about the red pill, the blue pill, the red pill, the black pill, are those truths and those pills? Yes. But you cannot talk about those truths until you actually experience and get guided by experienced people in that system. Meaning, if you haven't had a successful marriage, you might not be the number one person. No, no single person. <laughs> you know, that's why when my married friends ask me advice, they said, number one, I can give you advice on women. I can't give you advice on marriage. I give you advice on men. can't give you advice on marriage. You're my superior when it comes to that intellect because you've got to live with the motherfucker. <laughs> so, right, right, right. So, yeah, I've kind of caused some uh, heat about that, talking about, uh, well, we speak about relationships, but then some people throw out there that, uh, you know, how can you know about dating and stuff when you've been married? Like, Because I've been married a long time. But my thing is, number one, been there. <laughs> you know, uh, number two, I got kids that's grown and married, and, you know, I've been through that watching them. So, you know, th their whole thing is, it's a new day and time. You know, this ain't like back when you was a kid. And, and I get it, you know, now it's the internet my thing and all that. that but... would be, my rebuttal would be that to be the game never changes with the players. Oh, I'm sorry, I missed that. What did you say? My rebuttal to that one would be the game never changes, it's just new players. There you go. That's what That's what I said, basically, you know. Men still want women and women still want men. And the things you're looking for, 
it's still pretty much the same, you know. Uh, it's just a different way to get to it. Now you got the internet, and there's a lot of challenges with that, you know. There's a lot more. There's a lot. Uh, there's a lot more positives in having to meet somebody <laughs> and strike up a conversation than uh, swiping left and swiping right and shit. You know? Yeah, it's more organic. Yeah, because that's. People feel these things like we had to prove ourselves to women, and women had to prove themselves to us that they like with the program. And so, uh, the the dating scene now, the only difference really now is that it got lazier. <laughs> well, let me ask you this: uh, I, I, you know, I, I take a lot of heat for this, but I talk a lot about this whole single parenting thing and what that's done to uh, to the community. But like you just mentioned, in the whole dating. Scene. You said it's gotten lazier and how before it's more organic, all stuff. Growing up in this environment where it is about the internet and the dating scene is that way, uh, and you add to that that you know you grow up in a family structure that's different than the traditional thing. So how does all of that impact the challenges in dating? You know, when people are growing up and they're not used to seeing a mother and father at home, you know, or a family structure like that. And then they want to get in a real relationship and a man and a woman, you know, maybe they're not as familiar with, you know, the challenges and, and everything that's involved with that. Well, Vaughn, I equate that to me coaching wrestling. Everybody can wrestle. It's just not everybody does it well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's just a natural thing. Like, what do boys do when they get together when they're little? You put two little boys, about four or five each other, what are they going to do eventually? They're going to wrestle around. It's a man's nature to see where he stands among other men, whether he's four or 40, hell, even 50 or 60. So it's the same thing for dating. When you grow up in a certain structure, you're going to know what proper etiquette is for dating or you're going to see what's the not so proper you're going to always emulate what you see that's why I hate to take it to Star Wars why do you think they had the padawan with the Jedi Knight or the Jedi Master because you're going to emulate what you're being taught so when you have a single mother home or single parent home period you are going to have some aspects that are missing. And that's where the dysfunctionality comes. Remember, dysfunction isn't just a bad thing. It's just, it's like having a machine always knocking because it doesn't have the proper cogs or the proper instruments or the proper oil. It can function, but it's dysfunction. It's It's not at the optimal or the highest efficiency. So what happens is you're getting people who are going by the fly instead of being formally taught. Like I said before, in the black community currently, are we training our boys to be husbands and leaders, and are we training our, our, our girls to be wives and the support? Not saying women can't be leaders, but, you know, are we right. going by men and women what? And they're going to go by that. So, and the answer, well, you know, in general is no. So, in order to counteract that, 
we must put our children in spaces where even if their parents are not together, those still those two parents must still show cooperation and love. And since you can come out of lust and lust always takes, you'll never see that giving and that loving side. That's why you got it's important to actually have children in spaces where they'll see functional adults living together. Well, they'll see the love and the admiration and respect they have for each other. Otherwise, we're going to continue with this discussion because no one, no, no one is greater than the sum. We are greater together than the sum total than the sum of our parts. Right. So when you, I think the next, that'll be a good thing. <sighs> the things, that'll be a good thing. You can write this down, KLS. Things that are lacking from single parent homes in the black community. All right, hold on. Well, we, we, we cooking tonight. We're going to have, we're going to have a lot of content for 2020. <laughs> <laughs> and this yeah, is a real, and this is, and I'm, and I'm, and, and, and I'm not to cut you off, sorry for doing that. But this is the reason, what, and this is what I meant by being solution-based. I could talk about all the fuckery, but do you have a solution for the fuckery? Like, me and MJ go, go at it. A lot of people came when I first came on came, came on to the <laughs> tried to come with me with a sword, and they forgot. I, I got katanas, too, and broadswords, too. And I ride on a black horse. So... Every time I come on here, I got to go at it, man. And and I'm just saying what we're talking about now. But what happens is, uh, and my take on it is, we can't have the discussion. And I always say, you know, look, I don't know any of y'all. I don't know anybody's personal situation. I'm addressing the issue, the the situations that exist in the community that I think are messing us up. But what happens is, the, all right. the pushback, the comeback is that I'm being judgmental and all this stuff. And, you know, and, and my take is just that people are taking it personally because it's touching home one way or another. So uh, from my side, that's the way I see it. So we can never go to get to the part where we start really talking about, like you just said, what are the things right. that miss that we're missing? Charles, what, what was yeah. that thing you said? Say it again. The things that are lacking when being brought up in single-parent households. Things that uh lacking being brought up in a single home. And and it's funny because most people when you figure something out in a black community, this is the problem that we have. As my boy Josh shout out to Joshua Hall, fellow police officer from the city and a native New Yorker. Um, he said it best, and I quote him, and it's such, and it's such an elegant quote. Too many people listen to reply and not comprehend. And I think mm. that was one of the biggest issues when I came on Chaos's platform, is that people wanted to reply, oh, you hate women. No, I don't. I do not hate women. I understand <laughs> women. men. The part that they didn't like is because some things are telltale signs about each other. Right. Like, I can talk about some shit that I don't like about what my people do, but I'm part of my people. I'm gonna uplift my people, but I'm not gonna who I'm not gonna you know 
I'm not going to, you know, hold any cards for motherfuckers either. Like, yo, get your shit together. If I got to get my shit together, get my shit together. I'm not afraid of people telling me, get your shit together. Okay? If I had to do last-minute shopping, your boy just worked 20 hours in two days from all the time. And, hey, got to do what you got to do. But there are certain things that need to be done, and it's going to be done. And that's part of the point. And here's one of the biggest factors that we have to realize. Psychologically, the black people, the black community thinks in a very emotional towards the female principal side. Compared to white people, they're more in the masculine side because of the natural patriarchy. And we were told, and we, and they stripped that from us from slavery because if you had a strong logical mindset, there's no way you cannot build a nation within it. If that makes sense. Not saying females are weak, but when you think into the emotion, you'll start internalizing shit. That's why they put certain imageries out there to internalize on us. I agree with you on that. You know, that's, that's, I've recently got into this uh, talking about how women are more emotional. And people push back a lot on that and say we're the same. There's a lot of focus on us being the same. And my thing is that uh, we're different and we're different for a reason. And it's not better than or anything like that. It's just different. Uh, to the point that you just made, I was just talking about the uh, the man's responsibility. Last week I talked about women's responsibility and this Yesterday, I talked about men's responsibility, and I said what you're saying. You know, uh, the biggest part on us is we ain't been protecting and providing, and that's why, uh, you, you know, you got to have that protection and create, to create an environment where uh, we as a group can, can build. But we can't build because we ain't protected. We, we, we cannibalizing each other, you know. Uh, and, and that's primarily the man's fault. You know, we, gotta, we have the power. Might make I'm right always, in this world. I've always said that, which is a cratocracy. I've always said that that number one, men and women have roles. Could those roles cross over sometimes? Yeah. But predominantly, I'm not looking for my woman to protect me. I don't think my woman's gonna carry my 280 pound ass out of a gym. If she does, that's a bad motherfucker, and I appreciate it. I'm too. But it's like I said, you have two things. You have men who don't know how to protect, and you have women who don't know that they need to be protected. So that creates confusion within the black male and the black woman because back in the 80s, I'm only 37, but guess what? I've been raised in the 80s, and I've seen it when all the, jo- all the industrial jobs like Bethlehem, Bethlehem Steel and Ed Harbor Ford were taken out of the city of Baltimore and you had a lot of men losing their job where they took care of families, they bought houses, they bought property, they put kids through school. And during the Clinton era where you had a rush for women, where he pretty much pushed women into getting degrees and shit, and they left the men, the black men out in the cold, and they forgot, like any other, any other group of race of men and women, the women will be like, look, we'll get the degrees, We'll take care of men. We'll galvanize them, and that man is still going to be the man. 
we're going to make sure and we're going to open up jobs to make sure this man gets hired so he can be, and they will allow their men to succeed them because they said the men need to go forward when it's the opposite in the black community. Is that the black woman's fault? No, because I'm never going to tell a person, don't do what you need to do to survive, but you can't look down upon your men when you know you have an advantage over them and the government gives you that. Yeah. I don't know where you stand on this, but I look at this as this and is what the system has done. All right. Uh, I look at it as this is what the system has done. This, the government, the society, I, uh, you know, I don't know. I haven't really heard you speak on this, but this whole racism, white supremacy, I, I see it as the way it turned out, like you just explained, that was purposeful. You know, you keep us down and the community can't get right because we so dysfunctional. I'm talking about the men. We so messed up that we can't protect and provide. So, uh, and then you elevate the women by giving, like you said, giving them increased opportunity for education and jobs and stuff. So it just threw us all off balance. And I think that was purposeful. Oh, yeah, that was purposely done because if you, I, I like to do the equivalent of this. What's the purpose of the lion in a pride? You're talking about the male? Mm-hmm. The lion. I guess versus the lioness, yeah. Yeah. What's the purpose of the lion in a pride? I guess to protect it. To I protect mean, I know the woman it. runs out and grabs the food. To protect, the, to protect that goddamn pride. Right. Because if he chooses, what happens to the, what happens, what does the winning lion do to those cubs? He eats them. He kills them. Yeah. If, if the mother's not fast enough to get them away, he kills them. So that means a whole generation is lost. And that's the same way with the black community. When you took the lion out the fucking pride, look what happened to the generations. Because you got to remember, men set standards. Men are the ones that say, hey, oh, that shit, that doesn't work. You need to plan this out a little bit more. Women are more... Women can do are smart creatures, but they're a little bit more sporadic at times. And you got to be like, whoa, 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 let's settle this shit down. <laughs> and then when you start having these boys raised up with just women, they start taking on a feminine ideology in their thinking. And it's not wrong or right, not putting down the women. It's just what it is. That's the point of, like, telling the truth. So what happens is you get a lot of these guys out there thinking, Who's going to take care of me? Who's going to protect me? And you're looking at them like, nigga, protect your goddamn self. But they don't understand that concept. So it's like talking to, in other words, they basically made a line use a litter box. <laughs> if you get the point. <laughs> yeah, but, but, you know, I think that's a good on this note. And, you know, I'm calling. I'll hit you back, and I'll hit you back on the personal line in about five minutes. I'm a dip out for a second. But just call All me right. in about five. Minutes. Okay, y'all. Great okay. deal with the question. Okay. See y'all guys. All right, cool. And I would like to um hold on if my friend get back on working. There we go. Um, hold on. Let me see who raised their hand. Hello, open your line. Who's this? Big J here. Now, I just, I just came on here because I see my name was mentioned in the chat. So my, so my music mind can knock out the park. Why is it that the black manosphere keep on keep on take, taking talking talk points 
from, from a dead black, from dead white, white man? Why is that? See, see the thing is, see, see the thing is, y'all, y'all, y'all are missing the point of what really is going on. There is a war on mas- masculinity. Instead of worrying about, instead of being concerned about the war on masculinity, y'all want to blame black, black women. Some of y'all want to talk about black men. And, and, and let, me say, let me say, say this too while we have this conversation, though. Just because somebody has, has a father in the home does not guarantee that, 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 that somebody is being, being protected. You might, be, you might be protected, but you may not be emotionally available to, to that child. You might, be, you might be emotionally available, but you may not be protecting that child or woman. So just just because so you are a man, and you have you have you have your the, the, the plumbing of a man has sexual organs of a man, does that make you? And because of you in the same house with, with these kids, does does that make you a, a good father either? So y'all got to y'all got to stop doing doing predictable arguments, these talk these talking points that make that that is that is that is. Trying to try and brand people uh, with all with one brush. How about how about talk? How about how about in the education? Um, if y'all really want to end this problem, you've got to educate the boys. DJ, you know you call it late. Let me ask a question: Did you listen to the whole stream, or you just listened for the thirty minutes and then step out and come back like two and a half, three hours later? And be honest, brother. Hello? Say that again, Chaos. I said, did you just listen to only 30 minutes of this live stream and then you step away and then came back like two hours later, or actually almost three hours? Actually, no, I, I, like, like I said in the chat room, I was on O'Shea's, I was on my platform, then I came, came on here and I, uh, I hear uh, you. Okay. All right, that's good, that's good. Um... I would like to thank everybody for listening to tonight's stream. Um, tune in next time for the next stream. Um, I think, like I said, I have one more stream to end 2019, so stay tuned. Other than that, thank you for listening. Until next time, good night. Thank you again for listening, and shout out to Charles Faulkner Jr. And like always, you can follow me on Twitter at ChaosRain7. Comment, subscribe, and like this video. Until next time, let the chaos rain.